Welcome to episode 106 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Matthew Figueroa, whose uh, screen is like oscillating brightness. It's weird. What? <laughs> you remind me? I think, it, I think it's yeah. like something on your desktop is going dark and like light. Oh, uh, that's so it's weird. Like, it's probably clumsy scrolling on the side here. You can you just stop it, watching your porn now. We are, sat, we oh, are. Sorry, let me just minimize <laughs> there. Let me just mute it. <laughs> yeah, just, just mute it. I mean, you can carry on watching <laughs> while fine. we record, but it's oh, fine. Oh, wow, look at that. You sounded, you sounded like a, a teacher and you're like, welcome to episode 106. I'm uh, your <laughs> teacher, Mr. Barbos. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Barbos. <laughs> Good morning, teacher. Oh, why, why do they make children... Yeah, teachers like that, and they do it in like unison, and it just sounds so like sad. It's like, good morning, good morning. teacher. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like, is is there a scientific reason, or is it just because they are kids and it's the only way to keep them in sync and and under <laughs> control? I don't know. <laughs> I I I seem to recall it always happening, um, a lot during like Afrikaans class. You know what I mean? Goedemorgen, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly that. Wow, my, my just like clipped clipped on on our recording. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> is that my god? Oh, no. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't miss those days. Not one bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. How's your week been? It's uh, it is, it's been cold still this week. It's warmed up a bit though. But your work work, bit, has, yeah. work has been crazy this week. Look, yesterday I was so glad to see the week, and I was like, yes. Mm, let me let me just mm. do sweet nothing because it feels like the, the last few weeks actually it's felt like i've woken up on monday and i blink and it's friday i'm like whoa <laughs> what what happened there's just so so much work that happened between so yeah, yeah it's, and it's, I, uh, I, feel, I feel like i don't know if it's the same with you but the past two weeks have been they've dragged i don't know yesterday especially just the the actual day just felt like it was never ending i just yeah oh, no, hated mine, every bit of it man man was active because i had two we had two big projects that the deadline was yesterday mm. and just the way the work split up so i work with noelle mm. um so she it was a thing of she had her own other projects so she couldn't step in and assist me so it was like the moment i finished one project and sent it off it's like oh, i gotta move straight on to another mm. <laughs> make sure it's fine you got you so, can't yeah. even like take a five minute breather be like yeah i, did I know shit so 6 6 p.m yesterday i sent it off i'm like yes finally oh, geez, 6 p.m damn <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's yeah. normal. Though. I mean, in my, my office hours are 9.30 to 6, but it's just a thing of uh-huh. like, sometimes if we're very lucky in a rare occasion, Fridays we'll like sort of wrap up at like 4 or 5, you can just chill. Oh, that's like, when you usually have your shit. beers and play Super Smash Bros. Yeah, or something. but yesterday yeah. it was just like, damn, <laughs> just nonstop crack the whip. As your, as your office tried to like um, move some of the, you know, the fun elements of, of the office to like a remote thing like for example um my my workplace uh they they sent us all uh coffee beans and like a french press filter thing because they were like hey oh, we, yeah. we know you used to coffee in the office so here's coffee at home I was like, that's, oh, that's quite cool yeah it's um nice. we we do a thing every friday called bgg so when the company started it, it i think it stood for bad good great so what it meant is Every week, I mean, this is when the company started, it was small. Every week, they would just get together and just, like, recap the week, what went well, what went bad, like, and what okay. they're grateful for sort of thing. And then it just, over time, evolved into this thing called BGG, where the whole company, 
uh, gets together and the CEOs just give us a recap. It's like, this is what happened this week. This is a work that's coming in. Here's some news, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so obviously that can't happen, but it happens remotely now. Okay. Um, and it's actually been interesting. It's it's funny because we all join like a big Teams meeting. I mean, it's like 100 people. Yes, it's <laughs> in one Teams meeting. And then obviously only the CEOs are talking. Yeah. But then there's a chat bar on the side. And often the one remarks like, I feel like a streamer. <laughs> like, can I, can I get some hype in chat? <laughs> yeah. Can I get just some like, uh, sick emoticons? Uh, yeah, everyone just spamming GIFs and, and responding, whatever. So yeah, like oh, that. That's, that's, that's sort of stuck um and, and it, you still do that weekly then we, still, we do it weekly yeah and it's it's been pretty cool uh, okay. but w- one thing I, f- I thought was quite interesting my my brother-in-law um he joined he joined a new company a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. he their, their company does a quiz every friday which i thought's pretty oh. cool okay so that they yeah. just do like one i suppose like a pub quiz you just do it remotely someone like runs the thing and then everyone um there's actually a website that you can used to set it up and everyone can it's kind of kind of like jackbox in a sense um, uh, so you like hit a link into it yeah you, you'd okay. literally just need a, a like a room code and then a quiz master has set up a, a thing on the side and then questions pop up um it's pretty cool well, that, that's I, quite a nice thing my for workplace to do. D- kind of does the same but i just don't <laughs> you're like I, i'm too smart for you bozos they're it's like fun. yeah but, well no they just like do it in the evening i'm just like I've been working yeah. all day. Like that's the last thing I want to do. So no, yeah, I appreciate the effort, but no. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long, long good week. Oh God, your video just froze there again. So so did yours? No, like, did we die? No. <laughs> Episode um, one hundred and six. We haven't had to to re re record in like I do, two years, three years. I, I I listened back to last week's episode and I I got to the point where it froze out for like quite a while. And oh, yeah. you can hear both of us just being like, it gets like, I think you carry on talking, but I can hear in your voice, you're like, oh no. <laughs> and then eventually I come back and I'm just like, oh God, thank God. And then a mouse side just, you're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, wow. it, it was quite funny. Quite oh, funny. that's good. That's a good time. Uh, this is weird. I'm using my, my phone as a webcam so you can see me, but I can feel it vibrating. So I wonder oh, how oh. that's affecting like the video. Like, zzz, oh no, no, you like, you look absolutely still. I mean, well, I mean the vibrations like momentary, but I, the vibrations so strong. I mean, the phone's on a tripod that's got yes. rubber feet, so it should be like, you know, absorbing some of that shock. But then it's on a wooden table, and I can feel it on the other side of the table. Right, like that vibration just travels. Good lord, I mean, crazy. That's, that, that vibration travels regardless. I mean, how many times has it happened where? like a phone is on the other side of the office and the person's mm. off making coffee, but you can hear it. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's like Come when on. someone's got a, an alarm that they're not turning off and it keeps vibrating <sighs> like in a rhythmic, yeah, no. no yeah, no. I'm, I'm a ninja with my alarm. <laughs> I think Lens and I both are very, like the moment the alarm goes off, we're like eyes huh. open, snooze. And then back to oh, sleep. Okay, so you're, <laughs> a, you're an injury with hitting it to snooze. Okay, good. Yeah. And then I feel, like I feel better times. about myself now. Yeah, no, I no. I snooze a lot and it irritates the shit out of Shani because Shani's like, once the alarm goes off and she hears it, she's awake. So snoozing doesn't work for her. She's like, oh, it's no. just a waste. No. Snoozing She's snoozing like, you might life. as well put a, put the alarm later. Like, I, I, yeah, I acknowledge that snoozing is a bad idea, but there's nothing more satisfying than be like, 
oh, I've still got 20 minutes. Let me just uh, close my little exactly. eyes. <laughs> or, or, or the moments where, like, in between snoozes, it's like a, a nine-minute thing or whatever, <laughs> and you fall into the deepest sleep in that nine minutes, oh, and it just wow. feels like forever. Yeah, but then you wake up nine minutes later, like... <gasps> Yeah, wow. you you, wa- you wake know. up with anxiety because you're like, oh God. And it, ha- it has happened to me a few times, especially at Varsity, where I've like woken up and been like, oh God, oh, something no. happened. I turned off my alarm by accident and I just, yeah. All right. Laugh. What, what can we say? Yeah. yeah. But it's been a week, but it's weekend and we, we're probably going to play lots of them video games. Mm, maybe. Mm, maybe. This is yeah. Checkpoint Chat. We I've talk got, about video games and play them from time to time. Yeah, I've got no plans to go out for obvious reasons, but uh, yeah, even we are. Even me. Just, even just, me. Just on that, before we get into the episode, have you noticed that this week that things seem to have peaked? Like, it feel, not peaked, it, but it feels like a lot of people sort of became aware. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> like Corona's a thing. I don't know if that is just our perception. I think it's also because um, Joburg became the number one mm. province again for infections. And I think, I don't know if people are realizing, but I, I see more and more people um, finding out that people they know, like they know close, have close yeah. to them are yeah, infected. That, that, that's what I mean. There's a lot of people that we know, they're like, oh shit, like, my cousin has it. My work mm. colleague has it. My mom has it. And it's weird because it just feels like this week in particular, there were a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. There, there are still a lot of people out there just yellowing, living their yeah, best and life. Like, and like <laughs> so. now should be the time where you you be most careful because like fewer people are being as careful as they should be. Mm. So like you should be on a much more heightened like alert than you were on other levels. Um, mm. I've, I, I went to a mall this week because I had to go to the bank to deposit some money and I saw people sitting at restaurants just without masks and I was just like... That, that restaurant <sighs> regulation though uh, baffles me because it is a thing of, okay, you can go to a restaurant, mm. you have to wear your mask. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool, but what happens when my food arrives? Yeah. So <laughs> that the, mask this, is coming off. This so. was at a, a, a mug and bean. They were basically like, measuring people as they came in and then when you were in the restaurant as far as i could tell everyone in the restaurant could take off their masks because all the the waiters had masks and those face shields but i'm just like like the space between me and you sitting down to eat is open air Mm. so if you fucking sneeze or something (laughs) like there's no there's no like glass shielding between us or whatever it's it's almost like Hey, this is a smoking area, but we're not going to enclose it. It's just mm. people are sitting here smoking. It's like, yeah, this doesn't change anything. It's, it's weird times. Yeah, so I was just just curious because I I, th- I thought this week was quite a, a thing where we heard a lot of people being like, oh, we know people mm. have it. I mean, but we we've, we've known since the beginning. Uh, Lens because two of her closest friends got it, so we've oh, like, oh really? shit, <laughs> yeah. But they they're all good now. Yeah. See, I, I think it's almost good that you got that scare early on because you mm. know. Yeah, and they were told they had mild cases, and they they did not have a good time. Like, okay. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, the I guess the central idea is we are all going to get it eventually. That is part yeah. of the the thing. It's just like just try avoid it as much as you can. Mm. Like, well, yeah, it's it's thing of do you want to get it now and then go potentially get it again because it doesn't seem like you are immune once you once you get it. Yeah. No, not only that, if you have a, a bad case, I mean, the hospitals are getting mm-hmm. relatively full from what we've heard. 
and some of the lasting effects of seeing communicated. They're awful. <laughs> oh, they're, they're awful. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be. Hello, Lenska. Uh, we don't want to be like taking up those ventilators. No, yeah, exactly. I think there's only like four thousand locally. So great. You do the math, yeah. Yeah, you do the math. Okay, but that's your um, Corona update. Let's yeah, that's your Corona update. <laughs> Let's get back to games. Video games. Video um, games. Uh, Stuff. For the first time in two weeks, we're not talking about The Last of Us 2. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we what both finished it. What a time to be alive. Yeah, we, we both finished it. There's a nice good. little spoiler cast. If you missed it and you finish it, go back and listen. We spoke about lots of things. The discourse is uh, getting worse and worse. I don't yep, know if the internet uh, is still shitting over the, the worst. And if thing. you saw Laura Bailey, yeah, that's thing. exactly what Jesus. I was going to say. The, the voice acting for Abby threats. getting death yeah. threats. Like, okay, I mean, it's literally yeah, because uh, Laura Bailey is Abby, literally um, the same it's just person. Like, wow. <laughs> okay. Like whatever. <sighs> but yeah, some of those th- some of those threats were fucking disgusting, and if mm. you partake in that, go away. I I'm just like, you. what what possesses you to to sit down and be like, hmm, I wanna, I'm just going to send a death threat today. And not a thing of like, I hope you die. Mm. I'm going to make it the most like yeah. awful thing in the world. Like, like, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to post a death threat to you. I'm going to post it to your future children or something. Like yeah. what the or, fuck is or wrong like with your, you? Or like your parents or family. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I just you have to be mad. It's I feel, I feel game. bad. Cause she's like, yeah. Like she was like, I normally try and keep posting positive stuff, but she's like, I really Jeez, can't yeah. can't continue without sharing some of this. And it's, you know, I think there's there's something to be said about we shouldn't give uh, minority air, but when it's like literally someone receiving threats like that on the daily, mm. like that's not on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, it's good to bring it to light because people also then come out in support of her. Yeah. Like I saw that thread and there were a lot of people saying like, you know, and I know it's difficult. It's it's a minority, but you know your mm. performance was incredible. Don't let them get you down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's not even so. just her. I mean, it's I mean, it's the recognizable faces of Naughty Dog, like Neil Druckmann and mm. and writer Haley Gross and stuff. But it's also like developers at Naughty Dog that like character designers and and artists and stuff that people are just coming at them because it's like, why did you design Abby this way? Why did you design this? It's like. Fuck off, like, man. Like, like honestly. Dude, I, I, designed, I designed a box in Seattle. Like, I had nothing to do with the characters. You know, the <laughs> the sense of ownership that, that players of games feel they have over the products they play is just, like, completely misplaced. Like, you mm. do not own that product. You, The studio that produces it owns it. You are there to enjoy it. And so uh, I don't know if you've listened to um, the kind of funny did a, a big spoiler cast with Troy. I haven't. Baker. I do want to. Yeah. So I've I've only listened to the first half of it, but one thing that they said that actually I was like, yeah, hundred percent was Neil Druckmann and Troy Baker were saying like they get a lot of cri- like criticism from fans saying like they don't love the characters. Like why would they mm. do that to them? <laughs> Neil Druckmann's like, I. I wrote this character to, into existence. Like, of course, I care yeah. about him. Like, hello. I cre- they're, they're, <laughs> like, they're like they're like my children. I, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, you know, you've you've got a point. Like, I, I just I, think, I don't yeah. understand how people think the creators of these games don't have like an emotional attachment to them because it's like, you know, when I worked on games, and granted, it was much smaller. It was also on games that I hadn't personally. You know, they weren't characters I'd created. They were someone mm. else's brainchild that I was working yeah. on. You still feel a connection to it because it's a part of you that you are putting out into the world and telling people to basically critique. 
Mm. You know, not tear apart, like critique. And it's difficult even when you get constructive negative criticism Mm. because it's like, here's this thing I made and people are like, it's shit, you know? And like, fine, if they're saying it's shit in in a way that is, you know, backed up or whatever, you know, it's tough to take, but you take it. But when people Mm. are just like, you hate this character, why did you do this? It's like, no, I don't. This is like a part of me that I'm wanting to share with the world, you know? Yeah. I just don't understand. I, You know, I think a lot of this <clears throat> stemmed from, I don't think it's solely responsible, but I recall when they changed Mass Effect 3's ending, I was like, this is, this is a bad idea. This yeah. is like, this has set a precedent that the players are in control of the overall story and what mm. they deserve from a product. And it's just wrong. I think by... Bioware at the time were wrong to do what they did um, yeah. because it, it basically said, okay, cool. What we think the story is doesn't matter. It's what you think it is. Um, yeah. And ever since then, it's been cited as this like inflection point of like, this is when the discourse changed. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen, I mean, you've seen that stupid petition. Like we petition them to, to make the story what we want. Like fuck off. It's not your story. It's it's yeah. I don't it's know. It's not it, your story. Uh, I, 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 I hate saying <clears throat> things like gamers are entitled because not all gamers are entitled. But mm. good lord, the, the vocal even if it is a vocal minority, they're very loud and they're very mm. trashy. And it's yeah, it's just like, like I, I, I'm actually I'm actually surprised that Laura Bailey waited this long. I'm like the game's been out for three weeks, or whatever. I'm sure she's been receiving shit like that from day one. Oh yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine like what the builder must have been for it to be like, I just can't anymore. Like, it's crazy. But it's like both of us have have played or watched something where you're like, oh, I wish that was different. Like, I wish the last Star Wars movie was different. Because like, mm. I liked it, but man, it's it's real but, contrived at points, you know? Yeah. And then I saw those ideas um, that the previous director, Colin Trevorrow, had. And I'm like, man, that, that, that does awesome. sound a lot better. I would love mm. that. But I'm not out here like fucking attacking J.J. Abrams. Um, <laughs> you haven't lived until you've sent a death threat to a director or yeah. a game creator. So It's, like, know, oh, it's you, disappointing, you... <laughs> but I'm not signing a petition for them to remake the fucking movie. Like, I don't, you know, I'm there's just gonna start so into, many more important things. To J.J. Abrams' uh, DMZ and be like, hey, just just please uh, die. Remake. Because <laughs> that's yeah. like the logic that comes out of this. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't get it. And I do think it's people who who have you know some some emotional issues that they need to work through and that's mm. the way that they um vent it and it's not right because yeah. there are people that you are damaging with those sorts of words so yep yeah stop your shit stop be just you know it's, it's just be nice. the, be, the best motto yeah, just be lacquer <laughs> yeah be <laughs> like it's, it's not hard it's really not it's, that difficult. it's not hard yeah. yeah if you type out a death threat just just, just delete you know, it. Delete it. <laughs> Don't mean, even keep it in your drafts. Just, just delete it. Just delete it. Just, just backspace. Delete it. Yeah, just backspace. Yeah. Oh, I like how we were like, oh, we're not talking about the last of us. <laughs> Ten minutes later, here's some last of us drama. <laughs> Shut up. This is my podcast. I this can do is, what I want. This is, we can do what we want. <laughs> I can eat my cake. Um, in better news, uh, I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing more Bloodborne you've this been, week. You've been playing mm. a lot of shit. So tell me, tell me about Bloodborne. Where, where are you now? Oh man. So I'm, I'm nearly done. Um, I, I killed Mikolash, who is the worst boss. I just hate him. I like, hate I, he's so annoying. He's, the, he's just do, annoying. Do you, do you die to him? Yes. 
Okay, so I, I was lucky. So John Michael Michael watched watched me stream it, and I killed Miklos first time. But like I, the first he, time I played, I killed him first yeah, time. Yeah, but, but this he, time, said, he said to me, "It's one of those bosses where you 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 can just be incredibly lucky or incredibly unlucky." Mm-hmm. Um, I was very lucky. He only <laughs> so, has that one stupid attack. Those projectiles that come over. And like when he shoots that, it's like a 50-50 chance you're going to die. Yeah. Like I, I, it's bullshit. The projectiles I hate that in that boss. game in general, I'm like, no, please <laughs> don't touch me. But like that boss from a lore perspective is super interesting because he's such mm. an important character. Yeah. Um, but the whole running around and getting him in a room and oh, no. I hate it. I just, I, j- but I hate that boss fight. You've, you've actually made, <laughs> I mean, you started about like two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, bet- I, between all the other stuff you've been playing, do you get to the end just about that's quite yeah. some progress i do i do feel like the game i felt this the first time i played and i f- definitely feel it again now playing with what feels like the baby weapon of the game uh ludwig's <laughs> holy blade man i this that's weapon feels weapon. like it breaks the game like that, that's a straight game. I, I think that's the weapon i use the most in my first playthrough the yeah. moment i got it i had it it's super fun to use like i'm not going to mm. say that i'm not having fun but it definitely feels like if you know how to scale it correctly, like mm, you are just broken, doing yeah. so much damage. Um, but I, 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 I've got to the point in the game where I do feel like it just gets easier. I mm. think once you, once you beat Rom, the game's on like a, it's already hit its climax and mm. you are just racing through the last bits um, yeah. and the end quite quickly. But I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, looking at guides and stuff because i'm i'm trying to get stuff that i never saw before mm. um so i did canehurst which was really cool it's a good um, area yo make can, a can I, make can a I castlevania you, I, game i found that area only because of you were like pointing me in the right direction but getting there is pretty obscure mm. <laughs> there's there's an area in dark souls 3 as well <laughs> which i missed in my first playthrough but it is a thing of like I, I knew i got to the spot and i knew that something had to happen here but i, I didn't know what and yeah. when I finished the game, I was like, oh, if I'd done this, like I would have teleported to a whole other area. Um, but it's like, how people figure that out, it's so obscure, I don't know. Yeah, because like, I think the first playthrough, I got the Kanehurst summons, but I didn't mm. know. I had to go to this obscure obelisk in the middle of mm. nowhere to summon you, the... Um, that <laughs> a carriage appears, it's like, hello. Yeah, like, what the hell? To the castle. And like, also, okay. do you know, if the carriage appears, when it appears, if you die, it disappears. And you can't Forever. summon it again. Yeah. What? Okay. Mm. Cool, and cool, cool. <laughs> because of the way Bloodborne saves, there's no way to there's rectify no way. that. One, yeah. Once you die, that that's a unless game you over. like quickly pull up the PS menu, like no, <laughs> crash the game. Good luck. I don't know if that works. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Kanehurst is a phenomenal area. Mm. I, like I said, it feels like a a little slice of Symphony of the Night and Bloodborne. Um, mm. And the the boss there is super cool, Master uh, Master like, like, Yeah, I like that boss. He's so aggressive and so um, fast that it forces you to get really good at visceral attacks, like quickly. Mm. Like I, there hasn't been another boss where I've got like three or four viscerals on a single boss, and I killed him yeah. with a visceral. And oh, nice. let me tell you, the dopamine hit that they gave like, me. <laughs> You think cocaine's good? I, I really try. Think try to, beating a boss with a visceral. Oh you need God. to bounce to Dark Souls three. I think you'll hundred percent enjoy it. So I'm you know, I'm doing Old Hunters now, uh, uh, the DLC uh, see, again. I need to replay the game purely to do the DLC. That DLC, man. So I'm like I'm like chewing through the DLC, like because mm. a lot of it. So the Old Hunters, um, 
a lot of the enemies are hunters. So mm-hmm. you face a lot of those super fast, super agile enemies. No. <laughs> I hate that. And, and I'm destroying them. But I've gotten to the first boss, uh, Ludwig. And I can't fucking touch this dude. He is so... I remember now why people considered him one of the harder bosses of the game. Because, like, I remember the first, he was the only boss in my first playthrough that I beat using a AI companion. You know, when uh, you summon okay. them with the yeah. bell. Because that was the only way I could stop him attacking me. And like, again, I'm just like, fuck, this guy, like he doesn't give you time to breathe and he just mm. hits you all the... Man, he's a hard boss. So I'm, I'm stuck there at the moment. But um, You're, If you're wondering why he's beating you, he's like, could you just put down my holy blade, please? Stop yeah. trying to use it against me. This, this he's, is not uh, cool. <laughs> he's so... And he's like this half... He's like this... I don't know if you've seen footage of him. He's like this... I've probably seen bits and Massive pieces. beast that is like half horse, half human. It's <laughs> disgusting and I don't like he's it. A, he's a centaur. What do you have against centaur? <laughs> and then halfway through his fight, there's a cutscene and he pulls out a blade. And I'm just oh, like, nice. fuck. Like, you're like, hey, that's my weapon. What are you doing? <laughs> he's a, he actually... He's got a weapon. It's not the his blade. It's the moon blade. It's like this green okay. arcane one that that you can get. Um, but it's more an arcane weapon, yeah. But... um. It's such a good game. It it's really a good, is. Every time I see like a sliver of footage, I'm like, mm. I have to replay this game. I also face bosses. I, I got to a part that I never got to last time. Um, higher Cathedral Ward, which is where the choir is. Mm. So I faced oh, yeah. um, Ebrietus and uh, all those things. So it's like mm. I'm, I'm getting into new areas that I've that I've never traveled to and, and, and I'm really, really enjoying it. You, sh- you should check your, your trophy <clears throat> list because if you're going to finish, is it the second time you're going to finish it now? Yeah, you see, I I thought about the platinum and then I saw the chalice things and I'm the just... The chalice things what? are an absolute... So, the, so there's only home. one chalice chalice trophy, yeah. but it's defeat Yarnum, which is it's, like one of the last bosses in the last layers no, of the chalice dungeons yeah it's, it's to beat the lady in white or something yeah whatever. who's, who's yeah, lady yarnum yeah. oh yes lady yarnum sorry and to get there you need to it's like one yeah like you said one of the last layers and getting there i it's started hard. it because i did my second playthrough and i was like okay, i'm gonna make this is gonna be my run where i do all this annoying shit mm. and i must be like halfway through the chalice dungeons and then i just fell off they're so hard. They're but, so, so hard. No, it, it was the thing of like, no, I, I, I basically got to the end of the game so that when I went mm. back to the Chalice Dungeons, that'd be easy. Now it's uh, a chore to get through. Like everything yeah, is a lot. actually straightforward, yeah. but it, the areas start to look the same. And mm. yeah, I'm like, it's just... And also one like the, bring what, one, of the, one of the trophies is like get all the gear. And I'm just like, there's a lot of gear I don't there's have. There's a lot of gear. Oh well, yeah, get yeah. all the weapons, I think. Yeah, yeah, to get some, all the weapons and get all the hunter gear. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Um, I'd I'd love to get a platinum, but I've seen people talk. You know, I know people who've got the platinum, and they all say, "Man, that was a hard, was hard a platinum one. to get." And I'm yeah. just like, uh, I think it's because it's quite grindy. I, 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 I don't want I don't want to get to the point where I, where I despise the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, of course. So, yeah, but yeah, some, Bloodborne, some Bloodborne, Bloodborne is what a good game. Uh, it's fantastic. They should release yeah. it on PC. Because uh, that frame rate, I'm I'm like more sensitive to it now. When there's a lot of enemies on screen, I'm like, ooh. Ooh. ooh it uh, dips quite a bit there. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. You know, come yeah. on, what is this? And you got a PS4 Pro. What's going on Yeah, here? it's a bit what gross. Processing like, power. I, I'm not on. sensitive to the, everyone's like, man, I can't play this game because of the frame pacing. I don't feel I don't, that. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Like, I know it's a thing. I just don't feel it, but the frame drops I feel and that that doesn't feel good 
Um, yeah, uh, if it fan. comes to if it comes to PC, uh, forget the platinum. <laughs> I'll just replay it on PC. It's yeah, fine. no, I'll one hundred percent replay it on PC, and mm. it'll feel good. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing Trackmania. They released Wrong. a new Trackmania. So this this sort of snuck about. I had no idea this was going to happen until you mentioned it last week or the week before mm. that there's a new Trackmania coming. I've and been watching this. I've been I had, watching. You've been watching. I had a little mm. little kick in my nostalgia because I was like, I spent a good fair bit of time playing Trackmania Nations back in the day. Did you play it on PC, um, right? I played it on PC, yeah. With a keyboard. With a keyboard. The real way to play. <laughs> now I have a controller. I think I'll probably play it with a controller. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it with a controller, <laughs> but I know I know the people who are like super into it still use the keyboard, keyboard. and I'm just like, okay. I don't know, man. Sometimes I think a controller lets you do like slight turns, which the keyboard just yeah can't give to you. You have to like tap, or and it just doesn't feel right. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but man, it is like you said. It hit your nostalgia. It is that game. Mm. It is one hundred percent a very pretty one, like remake of Trackmania Nations, mm. which it kind of is. Um, so you're racing in tracks that are like in a stadium. You align yourself with a country and you just compete against ghosts from Everyone. all over the world. <laughs> You're just trying to get that better time, man. Mm. It's uh it's so good. It's mm. it's the sort of it's the sort of like habit I've been like itching for. Just like like I told you before the show, I I got into one track where I was just like, I want to perfect this track because I just really mm. feel like I can. And I spent like an hour just shaving off a tenth of a second of my time. And it's mm. it's so, like, it can get... I don't think frustrating is the right word. I can be like, man, why am I not getting this turn that I was, like, getting, like, perfectly now? Yeah. But when you hit that perfect lap, like, when it all comes together, it just feels... it. It's euphoric. It's so, so good. And the, the <laughs> tracks are short. Like, it's, like, 30, 40 seconds. Like, you do get long tracks, and they're not my mm. favorite. It's the tracks that takes, like... 30 seconds to complete because yeah, you can just hit like them reset, 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 yeah. you know. Um, it's so good. It feels good. It's, to me, it's the, like one of the most pure forms of video game racing because mm. everyone's got the same car. Yeah. Everyone's got no, the same control. No funny, like you don't have better acceleration or better no. grip or anything it's like that. It's all the same. It's, it's literally yeah. all about minuscule, minuscule differences of turn angles braking times acceleration times and it's literally like because the tracks are 30 seconds long it's like you held brake for 0.1 of a second more here than previously so you've lost mm, time you lost that time yeah it's it's really all about like making sure you get the right angle out of an exit or the right angle into a turn or it's mm. it's it's like <laughs> Which, the closest thing to like fucking formula one i feel like it's so good yeah but that, that's that's <clears throat> but like you said yesterday you spent like a good hour shaving off that time getting a perfect time and then you mm. you pull up the leaderboard like huh the dude mm. in first place is five seconds ahead of me huh <laughs> what are they oh, doing man. differently it's what, what? What sorcery is this? Like, yeah, then it, you... it really is that. It's like I spent all that time because I was sixth in South Africa for that track. And I was like, fuck, man, I need to get, I need to get five. five. And Top then five. I shaved off that 10th and I stayed six. And I was like, oh my God. What? <laughs> so I just, I worked at it again and I shaved off a tiny bit more and it pushed me up to fifth. And then I looked at first and they're like four, four tenths ahead. So almost half a second. I'm just like, You're I like, don't know. Where? Like, I don't know where he's getting half a second of time. 
which mm. is crazy to think about, but it's like that's a lot. Half a second is it's, a lot. But it's like, yeah, but it's funny because you when you say a half a second in just normal time, it's like half a second so quick. Mm. But in racing time, it's like no, that that's a shit half ton a of time. Half a second is a lot. It's, <laughs> like, it's like two where, car lengths in front. Yeah, in like front where of me. where like, are you making up for these car lengths? Like what's going on? And it 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 makes me appreciate because I I love Formula One. Like you know I I watch Formula One, mm. but like. These and are real racers who are who are basically racing within the same sorts of fine margins. Like you watch their qualifying times and they are differences of like a tenth, two tenths mm. of a second. I'm just like, how are these people in actual cars whacking out these perfect laps, you know, yeah. one after the other what, over two what, hours? What perspective are you playing? Are you doing like behind the car, in the car? Oh, behind the car. Behind yeah, the car. yeah. My, my thing, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've always been amazed at how... Formula One drivers. I mean, most racing games, when I was young, I played from behind the car. Because, mm. I mean, it feels a little bit slower. You can see more, whatever. Yeah. But the moment you're in the car, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this is a different You feel that speed, yeah. But now imagine being a Formula One driver in that car. It's like... Okay. Going at 300 yeah. kilometers an it's hour. Cool. It's easy, Fuck easy. Man. Yeah, those nah, reflexes it's... and the timing. And just the, I think the um, discipline to keep putting out the same laps exact same corners etc yeah it's 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 quite a, i think by the end of the race skill. i mean I, I know for sure you must be so mentally tired yeah you, because it's so just like focus the whole time. yeah yeah it's like hyper and, and and it's why i think especially for formula one you have to be a certain breed of human to be able to to play to 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 race that there mm. there is something in you that is able to hone in or like zone in on that sort of focus that not everyone can do mm. um i don't think it's something yeah. you can train no and it's also it's a thing of like if you let your focus slip for a bit like you're gonna oh. crash and potentially die <laughs> so yeah it's it's like it's, it's yeah. extremely dangerous for you um mm. and yeah so track mania is not that <laughs> it's not that it's, it, it's not that. that but in a safe environment you can crash you won't die it's all good the, the one so i don't know i can't remember a lot of um <clears throat> original nations but there's a lot of different um track terrains here so you've got mm. like the normal tarmac or road and then you've got like um like a dusty or it almost looks like a clay tennis court um mm -hmm. so it's like you slide a bit more you break a bit weirder stuff like that then you've got like a grass surface where you if you break you you come to a stop like extremely quickly and then oh. you've got the worst, which I, the worst is ice. Fuck that, <laughs> man. There's a track that is just ice, and it's all about like getting your angle correct and just like letting the ice Drifting. take you. And yeah. like, oh man, it ice is really hard to drive. So, so those are just four track types. But then you've got all sorts of track elements that you got to deal with. So there's like boost pads, super boost pads, which make you go super super fast. Oh. Um, there's pads that add like jet engines to your tires so that you stick to a surface better. So like if you're oh, doing okay. like weird loop-de-loops and stuff like that. Um, there's one that's pretty cool where it turns off your engine. So uh, you, yes, you have you to have make to sure get, you've got the yeah. angle and the speed. So, um, what was the last track mania called? Do you remember? I actually reviewed it for Critical Hit back in the day. Yeah, it was track mania um, turbo, I think it turbo was. Turbo or something. So yeah, that, that was a lot good like, as well. So that, that game had four different like um i suppose worlds and car types so one yes. was one was like the the formula one car one is almost like a rally car 
Mm. Um, and one I remember was a, there was a lot of off-road stuff in that one. Yeah, so yeah. it feels it feels from just from what you said, it sounds like they've like smashed all those walls into one package where mm. you do have a, a a pad that makes your tires stick to the surface for the loop to loop. You do have a yes. pad that cuts off your engine because that existed in that in game turbo, as well. Yeah, yeah. I do, oh, also, I do the, also remember the different that, yeah. surfaces. Yeah, like I, I remember going off-road and having to like drift around corners. And then like getting back onto tar on the same map and it changes how mm. the car handles. So yeah, it sounds like they've just brought all of that under one umbrella now. I, I mean really, like that game really, was under one umbrella, but yeah. I really enjoyed Turbo. I yeah, Turbo I was liked great. it a lot. Yeah, Turbo was great. Um, that, that game is actually did did you how far did you get in that campaign? Um, I don't think I finished it. No, but um I, I was like addicted to like tracks, early tracks, mm. just like getting good times again. Because that that campaign was the thing of like, in order to unlock the next set of levels, you need to get like, yeah, x amounts of silvers or golds or bronze. And the that progression was, really, was hardcore, really difficult yeah. to do that. <laughs> like and the the, the medals difficult. they were hard because it was yeah. that game was more more positioned as like a single player game, so it mm. was like really you against you type of thing. Where I feel like this one, getting the gold is still hard, but like. To me, that's just like, cool, you got the gold, now the real challenge starts because now mm. you're facing other people in the world. You can get the developer medal, which is above gold. Wow, that, um, that's insane. Yeah, it's... So, we've got to talk about the subscription model to this game mm. because... So, you've got three tiers. The first one, basically, the core package of Trackmania is free. It's called the starter pack, whatever. And... So far, I've got like access to a number of cosmetic items. I've got the the first season of the campaign levels, um, and I've got like a, a you know like a daily track type of thing. Mm. Uh, then you get so then you've got two tiers above that. You've got I think it's standard or premier, something like that, and then club. And those, like, there is a massive, like, rubric of things that you get, you know, between the two editions. It's like, there's so many differences. Mm. Um, but as far as I can tell, it's like, do you want to host custom servers? Do you want to race on custom servers? Um, track customization is far more robust in the pay tiers and stuff like that. And that is a ongoing subscription. So it's like, I think it's $20 a year for the highest tier. Which mm -hmm. isn't bad. That's like, like that, honestly twenty dollars. I thought I thought you were gonna say a month an issue when you told no, me, which would have been steeper. Yeah, year, no, like, twenty dollars a year is, is not bad, and it's like every season you're getting new tracks from the developers. You're getting mm. it's a live game. You know what I mean? So yeah, as opposed to buying expansions, you're just paying twenty dollars a year and getting access to this ongoing library of of content. And I think the main thing about Trackmania Nations is like it's player content that's the king there. Mm. It's like player-made tracks and getting good at player-made tracks. So I need to dig more into the differences between the two, but I've just been playing yeah. the starter free edition. And, and you've been having a swell time. I haven't hit a wall yet on stuff and I'm just having a great time. You've hit many walls <clears throat> in your loops, don't lie. Yeah, yes. I have. <laughs> Come try yeah, beat my time. I, I really, if I had the time, I'd really, <laughs> time, I'd love to <laughs> jump in Um because I, I, like I said, I have a very soft spot for Trackmania. And it's funny because I'm not, like, I'll play racing games, but I don't get excited for them. I'm not like, oh, my God. Like like you, you're, you're a mm. perfect example because you love Formula One. So you will play the Formula One games. Um, but Trackmania, I have a very soft spot for because I think it was at a time when 
it must have been around the time where I just got ADSL. Mm. So online gaming was like, it was mind-blowing. It was like, holy shit, I'm racing against all these other people. Yeah, Like exactly. you could join a server and you could see all these other cars. Like, this is incredible. So oh, I yeah, like you, this. Can, you can play those live servers where it's not yeah. ghosts. It's like people playing in real time. Yeah, so I, I just have memories of doing that and being completely blown away that this is like, this is gaming. I can play mm. with other people around the world, which is really cool. It is so, it is really fun. It's um, And I feel like it's just wholesome. It's just like, people are here to race and to mm. just, you know, try get better and better yeah, and... It, it's great. It's exactly like you said. There's, it's, it's completely like undiluted racing in the sense mm. that there is no – like people could maybe see it as a bad thing. Like I can't customize how my car accelerates, etc. But it's on this in this context, it makes perfect sense that everyone's got the exact same vehicle. Mm. How, like what can you do with it? Because it's, it's, really cool. it's literally all down to player skill. Yeah, yeah like exactly. absolutely all down to player skill. There's no – there's no argument of variation here and there. There's no argument like, oh, okay, I need to tune my car in this way. It's like, mm. no, you're all yeah. on level playing field. Just it's you and the controller, which when I appreciate. When the dude beats you by half a second, he's just way better. Than, way, yeah, he's just way, way better. better there's there's yeah. no other hidden element to it. It's just he's he's better than me. And man, all it's a tough pill to swallow. But all, yes. all turns out that it's a Mario Kart track and there's just one corner he's cutting. You just don't know about it. It's like you it's, mother. It's baby park. <laughs> It's just round and round and round. Oh, God damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what that's what I've been playing. What you've been playing? Nothing, nothing else you want to touch on, no? No, no. What no. What you got going on? So I can say that I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, but Ghost I cannot talk sushi. about it. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I'm playing it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably like nine, ten hours in, but I, I cannot mm -hmm. talk about it, but we will do a full full discussion next week because mm. by the time we record next week that Tuesday embargo lifts so I can yeah. share so some the, the, thoughts the next it. episode will probably be a bit late to it will be a, yeah, I think I think it will just delay by day um, but yeah so I'm putting all my time into that and on the side I am still plugging away at Xenoblade Chronicles which mm. is a very long game but the, I'll say that, but I haven't actually sat down and like sunk. You're playing two very like, large games. Think, I'm playing two very large games. And let's just remember, I, I peppered in a casual 30 hour The Last of Us 2 there yeah. as well. So yeah, you, you actually someone, slammed it quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually quite shocked at how quick I got through The Last of Us. Like I, I had many evenings where I was like, I'm going to sink in a good four hours here, five hours here, whatever. Um, Xenoblade, I'm now... I, th I think about 28 hours in it's weird I've played more I've played more The Last of Us 2 than I have Xenoblade but those but 28 still. hours have come in from quick 10 minutes to an hour sessions here and there over the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks um, and I, I know so I haven't listened to the initial episode where I, I shared some thoughts on it um, and I know I, I must have come across sounding like thinking about it now I must have come across sounding like I didn't like it because I was like it's a lot of like very, and I, I don't use it in a negative connotation. I use it in an endearing way. Like it's a very Japanese, mm -hmm. um, like typical JRPG, like weird start, like maybe a bit of a slow start, uh, a lot to take in, but uh, like nearly 30 hours in, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this game. Like there's, it's got that hook of, like I've just got a whole lot of quests. I'm just going to go tick off some boxes, get some experience, get some money, buy some gear and then move on to the next part of the story mm -hmm. um but in, in that regard that's why it's so long because well that's why it can be long because if you if you get lost in 
side quests where so when i first started the game i was i criticized him a bit saying like they seem a bit shallow it's like one of the quests was literally i go talk to a person they say uh i've got to kill these monsters but i don't feel like doing it can can you go kill 10 rats yeah and there's a lot of that in this game but Mm. that is not the only level of side quest you get so as you proceed in the game like i'm in an area now it's like this massive hub and i must have picked up like 20, 25 side quests. I'm not even joking. Like there are a lot of side quests. But the way the game's structured, um, so I get to this hub. In getting to my next objective, main objective, like on the way there, I can tick off a lot of these side quests by default. Okay. And what's cool is that you don't have to like run back to town to hand them all in. So if a quest is like, oh, okay. kill these three monsters, when you kill the third monster, just says quest complete, you get your reward. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, which, I appreciate which, that. Like I said, I don't know what's changed from the original i don't know if that mm-hmm. was a thing in the original but it's a nice feature that i really enjoy because i don't mm. like the idea of running back although like, like if it, if it's unnecessary if it's like if it's you get one line yeah. of dialogue being like hey thanks and then quest complete like that was a complete waste of my time yeah yeah so th- those quests tend to be like complete filler content and just a means mm. for you to to push you to one side of the map that you might not have seen before for example and i guess but also the, like leveling up and stuff and leveling up getting getting money experience etc but there are some quests that actually flesh out the story so okay as like a dumb example i've had a quest uh, and a series of quests going on where there's a guy who who's very interested in some lady and an encampment and he's been like wanting to write her stories and etc so you normally have to go pick up like ingredients for him to write or inspiration sources ingredients for him to write or, or uh, was he a painter i can't remember this is a level of, of side quest <laughs> to go find to his oil together. paints but like the this quest kept pr- progressing like i turned it in then he had something else for me to do turned it in had something else for me to do then eventually i delivered something to this lady and then i had another mm-hmm. quest from her to do something she's like so this is probably where i got confused and she said i need ingredients to do a painting to show my feelings for this guy. <laughs> uh-huh. So I did it and she gave me a painting and I gave it back to the guy, but it was an awful painting. Oh no. And then, then you go back and you talk to her and it's like, she says, I didn't know how else to tell him I wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, so like, that's just an example, but there are those levels of side quests where that's most amazing. Of them, most of them are just these like filler, like go kill this, go collect that. But there are a couple here and there that are actual just little sad stories that are very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it is quite, I laughed. I was like, okay, that, that's quite What rude, sort of I, ingredients I, did you need to find for painting? I, like this tomatoes game is, for red no, paint this game, or something? This game's got, I must actually take you a, a video or screenshot. This game's got a ton of random items. You'll just pick up in running through the world. Um, oh, okay. Like just, you'll pick up a flower or a cog. But I mean, there's like usually a descriptor like violet flower, a big cog. Or so like, it's a dumb example. Big cog. <laughs> I mean, I don't That's know what, what they call there. Marcus Phoenix in uh, Gears of War too. They call him the big cog. Big I'm cog, aware. yeah. The big um, cog. Yeah, but the long and the short of it is that this game is very big. There's a lot to do. It makes me feel, it often feels like I'm playing an MMO by myself. Mm. In the sense that, like, the world's just very big and there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, but what I really like about it is that if I were to play it on the original system, the Wii, back in the day, I think I would have fallen off because to sit down and, like, run through this big open world, I'd probably get over it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's on the Switch and I'm literally just playing little chunks here and there makes it 
very cool. Like okay. I, I'll often pick up my switch when I have five, 10 minutes and then I'll just start running to my next objective and I'll pick up some some items, do one or two things and then I'm done. But like I've made some progress. And it, I mean, I've, I've accumulated nearly 30 hours just by doing these little so things. So it is conducive to like small play sessions? Uh, like yes and no. I think if you enjoy big open worlds filled with quests, like it'll keep you hooked, you know, for okay. a long time. I mean, long stretches if you want to. But just the way I've been playing it, it's I've had other games I've been focusing on. So I've sort of had to play it on the side, but I've been mm -hmm. enjoying playing it on the side. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm going to try stream it this week. So we'll see oh, how cool. how little four, four, five hour session I'm goes. I'm kind of, seen to, uh, kind of keen to see that because the thing I hear most about this game is just the combat system. And I've never actually seen footage of the combat system. So I'm kind of curious to see how it works. Uh, the combat system, it was interesting going to it from Final Fantasy VII where from Final Fantasy VII where that's like very much you have to dodge and balance like attacking and magic and everything. Mm. This one, the combat, like it's good, but it was an adjustment of my character just auto attacks and then mm -hmm. I'm just issuing commands. I'm in a party of three, but you only control one at a time, your party leader. Um, everyone else kind of supports you. Um, and it, yeah, it was just a thing of getting used to and figuring out how the system works. But the more you play, the more you realize actually it's not just like an auto attack simulator. You need to be smart with your positioning because some some abilities do more if you're behind an enemy or on the enemy's side, for example. Okay. And okay. yeah, just synchronizing with your teammates. Like, you, so for example, there's a system where you. I'm going to butcher the terms now, but you can basically, um, you open up the enemy to be staggered, for example. Mm -hmm. And then once they're staggered, someone else can do attack to daze them, which opens them up to more critical hits. And it, it's like, it's a lot to take in, but when you figure it out, it becomes really enjoyable and it's almost therapeutic. It's like a, I run into battle, I know exactly what sequence to put in and I just watch the, the magic happen. That sounds awesome. Like yeah. that actually sounds really cool. And I... Mm. It, it's a bit difficult to like sort of visualize. I think yeah, that's why I, think, I need to see it in action. I, yeah. And I think I've, I, I'm very bad at explaining. <laughs> so yeah, have, have a look. I'll probably all stream it on, on Tuesday. So just pop in and see, Wait, see what where the game do you looks like. Twitch.tv slash Sweet. Where, where else? Where else? Cool. Yeah, but look, uh, I'm 30 hours in. And I think uh, if you were to mainline the game, I've read that it playtime's like 70 hours. <gasps> uh, you know me, I, I get... I, I'm like a a dog with very short attention span. I'm like, oh, side quest, Ooh, more side quests. Wow, I, mean, I, I can't not do these side quests. They're there. So yeah, but I think the close I get towards the end of the game, I'll my typical thing is to just forget everything and go for mm. the main objective. Because you can feel like yeah. the climax coming. You're like, cool. I don't mm. want this momentum to, to stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's honestly been such a nice thing. Of like I've said, if I know I'm just doing side stuff, I can just pick it up and whatever just run and run towards that ingredient pick it up kill one or two things and i'm done mm. i can that mm. quest in yeah but it's 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 a nice um it's, it's like the perfect game actually to have on the switch purely for that reason so yeah and i think that was that is the general consensus when it was ported to 3ds back in the day as well yeah it's like great for little quick sessions you can play it for 10 hours if you want but you can 100 which is kind of amazing because it was never designed for that purpose. No, the fact no. that it, 
it transitioned well to that is is pretty cool. Yeah. So look, I I do want to talk about the game more, but I still think I'm like early days. I think I'm on chapter seven, and I think there are eighteen. So like, I'm not even sure. halfway through the game. <laughs> this is, this is sounding more and more like your Persona Five, like no, you no. played over the space of a year or something, like I yeah. did. Yeah, I'll which is fine. It's cool. I it, yeah. it, 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 there's something comforting coming back to something like periodically like that. So. Mm. So yeah, that's me for this week. Yeah, because you um, can't talk about Ghost of Sushi. I can't, so. but, but Xenoblade is something I'll probably I'll touch on over the coming weeks because um, with all the games coming, I just don't see myself sitting down and like finishing it. Not not in the same mm. way I'm doing The Last of Us or Ghost, where that's like, I feel that is an enclosed narrative. I mean, Ghost, yes and no, because it's also open world, but yeah, I'm going to play Xenoblade on the side. It's my, it's my side bay. It's your side bay. Side mm. bay. Mm-hmm. Cheating on gin with shock. With shock. Yeah. Mm. And when I found the time, I need to need to also trading look a at katana the, for a red anime blade. The, mon- the monado. The monado. <laughs> the monado. Does, it, yeah, does the sword speak the to you? To play. Huh? Does the sword speak to you? It doesn't speak to me. No. So it's not like the sword but in Transistor. It's very powerful though. Oh, I, really need to, I need to find the time to play the Pokemon expansion as well. <laughs> mm, me too. Well, oh, I'm still I'm still day. playing through Sword, like sword. normal traditional Sword, and enjoying it from time to yeah. time. It's a good time. It's a good game. Yeah, but it's good. I think that's that's all we've been playing this week. A lot of sure. stuff. Should we get to game releases? Game releases. Uh, I mean, are there game releases? I ask this every week, and it turns out there's always like one or two. But are there really game releases? Um, I know later this month there definitely is. I don't know about this week in particular, but we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Let me just scroll down to where are we in July already? My goodness. So we are looking at game releases from July 4th, which is today, to July (gasps) 10th. Uh, July 10th 10th, we've got like a handful whoa this is out already what the fuck okay so what is this Um, so July 7th Catherine full body coming to switch Mm. I love Catherine you played today yeah I think it's cool it's like 12 hour game it's not like a persona length game oh boy Um, I'm a bit like hot and cold on the puzzle element, but I think the story is fucking cool. It's really good. I, I like it a lot, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's coming to Switch. Uh, NASCAR Heat 5 coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. If you like that NASCAR. If you like driving in circles. Yeah. Uh, game for me, Formula One 2020 coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, July 10th. Very uh, stoked you, for that. But you've got Trackmania. How are you going to find time for your side bay? So so many so many racing games. A lot of side sideways. Um, then this is the one that I didn't know was out so soon. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon Two. Is that out? Yeah, no, I, re- that, that, I feel like I feel like they just announced that, announced that the other day. Yeah, surely it can't be releasing. Is it not yeah. like an alpha or what? I hope what? Curse of the Moon Two is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on July okay. 10th. Apparently. I- I really still want to play Ritual, Bloodstained Ritual of the Nights because I've got mm. it on Game Pass. Yeah, me too. And and apparently the first Curse of the Moon, I think, is like a prequel. And that's more like an NES style yeah. uh, Metroidvania. And apparently it's really good, which is why they've made a second one. So, Okay, 
cool, yeah, cool. It's just a lot of games to play. Remember three um, months ago and you're like, games <laughs> games just aren't going to come out this year. We, we'll yeah. have time to catch up on our backlog. Yeah, they just, they just whip out the sequel out of fucking mm. nowhere here. Uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. I think Story <laughs> of Seasons is like a Animal Crossing Mineral vibe Town. thing, oh if boy. I'm not mistaken. So that's coming to Switch and PC. Um, and then Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, coming to Switch on July 10th. Let's not not forget that we're probably going to play that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I should play the <laughs> first one. Too much. That, that, it's just too much. I've heard like that game is just super weird and whatever. Um, so I'm curious. I, I I'm saw curious. some gameplay. It, it looks like um, it looks bad. Yeah, it's interesting looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but it, like, it look, but like, if, like I, if I if I look at the reactions from everyone who played the first one, they're like, "Hell yeah, this looks awesome." I'm like. There must what? be something. <laughs> <laughs> something we're missing here. Something no, I'm missing something. Yeah, but it's got like um, Resident Evil slash Silent Hill vibes. Yeah, which I'm like, except yeah, okay, you can ride around on a skateboard. <laughs> that's so funny. I think you and I must have watched the same video. Wait, yeah. did you ride a skateboard in the first one as well? I think so. Because I, I was like, okay, Deadly Premonition Two is coming out. Everyone's very excited for it. I have no idea what this game is. Let me look it up. Watch like the first eleven minutes of gameplay, skim through it, and like at one point I'm like, "Is is the dude riding a skateboard down, yeah. down the road? Is this a joke? <laughs> what is going on? It's super weird. Oh, it's um, but I have heard it's just weird. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's a thing you have to try and just like embrace the weirdness, and then it's like it, I don't know, grows in you. I'm not sure. That's so weird. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But that's all we'll the see. games out this week. There's quite a. Nah. It's quite a few the, the a last favorite, weeks of yeah. July. Yeah, it's quite a few. I mean, we've got a new Paper it, Mario coming out. There's a lot of cool indie games coming out that I'm excited for. Um, got <sighs> Death Stranding on PC as well. So. Oh, yeah. That's of, like, is that out like next week or Yeah, soon, July 14th. It? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the week after is like hectic. It's like Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario, like big cool. games. Paper Mario is also <laughs> Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima oh, are on the same day. There's too much. Nintendo, d- Nintendo didn't give a fuck. There's too much to play. They're like, really oh, you, you want to play a cool samurai game? What about if you played as a folded Paper Mario? If, what, if, what if you played as a, an Italian plumber instead, huh? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. What and you're, you're fighting the fighting origami mushrooms. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, man. Shit. Uh, look, I, I really did think that this year things would quieten down but i was wrong i mm. think uh and we've had we've had a year like people saying like oh, what's happening the rest of the year i think the first half of the year has been pretty damn solid already so oh yeah i think i think each month spoiled. has had like a solid release um yeah i'm just looking ahead yeah um august seems a bit uh i think august onward disappointing will be a bit quiet yeah. and then it just it starts ramping up for the end of the year again then oh no <laughs> Yeah, August um, is backlog month. August August is the time for the new consoles to be like, hey, what up? We're alive. Yeah, what's up? Hey, you up? Yeah. Hey, you up? Yep, babe. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, cool, you cool. up? Want to come over? Okay, sure. Well, speaking of Death Stranding coming to PC this week, we have mm. we now have confirmation that Horizon Zero Dawn is in fact coming to PC Hell uh, yes. When, when is it coming? Is, it, is that, isn't that August? No. It's coming August 7th. Oh, okay. So, so August isn't as quiet as we thought it was. Yeah. And here's, here's a neat thing. Okay. So if you're a South African, a South African listener, which most of you are, 
our Steam store, I don't know, there's something, there's some tomfoolery with the region pricing. So uh, overseas, how much does it cost? Like $50, $40, what is it? Yeah, it's a $50 release. A $50. Uh, In South Africa, yeah. it's like 270 Rand. Yeah. Which I, is, if you've never played Horizon Zero Dawn, even if you have, it's an absolute steal. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's a complete heck, steal. I yeah. cannot believe it's that cheap here. Yeah, you should, I mean, that that to me is a no-brainer. Like, mm. it is, I think it's a really, really cool open-world game with some phenomenal combat. Um, mm. so, some of the some of the funnest yeah. combat in any open-world yeah. game. It's some like, of the, unlike, definitely the best, like, bow and arrow combat yeah and it's and it's probably unlike anything you've played before purely from a like a weapon perspective like Mm. there's no other game that comes to mind where you know you have to peg an enemy down or yeah (laughs) like like shoot bits off them and then you use the weapons uh back on yeah like like taking down some of the bigger enemies in that game is just incredibly satisfying Mm. Um, strip that armor off and just get to their heart, oh, man. Feels so easy, good. Easy. Those, yeah. those like, um, what were they? Were they like concussion arrows that just like sonic yeah, like boom pieces off? Sonic oh, boom armor off. So satisfying. Ah, uh, so yeah, that's coming to PC. So get yeah, and for it's that. the it's the complete edition. So it's got Frozen Wilds and it's got some additional uh, content on there. Um, but it's also like, you know better frame rate um they've added some features like um more reactive vegetation and better reflections mm. and stuff and this week we also got um first hands-on previews for death stranding on pc started coming out and the oh, yeah? the thing that was driven home was like man this engine scales really well um on pc like oh, there yeah, are people, the same, same engine yeah there are people playing that game at 4k at 60 frames per second on the the lowest rtx card um, oh, wow. because the the DLSS the new version of it just works so well it keeps the image sharp mm. um, so yeah Horizon's on the same engine so I'm expecting equally good performance on there which you know the game ran fine on on PlayStation on 4 PlayStation, it was a yeah. solid 30 frames per second whatever but I really kind of want to play it at a higher frame rate mm. more than anything See, now we've got Death Stranding and Horizon coming to PC. Which one are you replaying? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I I still, like, it's been so close to Death Stranding that I feel like I don't, I'm not in the mood to replay it again. Whereas Horizon came out, like, more than three years ago. And I haven't played it since launch, so. Can I tell you, like, if you put them side by side like that, I'm like, Death Stranding, I, I just cannot see myself replaying it not for yeah. a long time even like if ever i'm like i've lived through the story it, it was a good time I'd, i really enjoyed it but i just don't see myself even it's a going hard sell to, to replay whereas horizon yeah. i'm like yeah that combat's really fun and i played it also like two years ago now mm. um yeah yeah because you played it played it, I played after it very the late yeah. yeah yeah you played it you've probably played it much longer it's like your play time was a lot further back then i think yeah, I, I mean, I mean the I I platinumed I platinumed it when it came out, and then I played the expansion hmm. uh, when that came out, which I think was later that year. I think it came out in like November yeah. of of hmm. launch year. So yeah, I haven't really played it since like end of twenty seventeen. So hmm. I'm super keen to to just give it another go, and hmm. more than likely, I'm gonna play like five or ten hours of it on <laughs> PC and be like. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah, cool, that's, cool, cool. That's that's a pretty fucking game. Cool. What's next? You know, nice, that, yeah, that, move on. that's generally how how ports of games, 
like I, I bought um, Fallen Order on PC, and I was like, man, this plays a lot better on PC. Haven't played I'm much done. of it since, yeah. <laughs> and then Bloodborne comes to PC, and then what happens? Yo, you play, play re- that replay again. that whole. <laughs> you replay that whole game. I play that whole yeah. game again. Zero fucks given. Goddamn. What <clears throat> other news was there? Um, uh, 2K did a weird thing this week. Uh, they announced the new NBA for next gen. You know, mm-hmm. or, or or they showed off the cover star. So, so two things: they are not buying into the smart delivery system on Xbox One and whatever the fuck it will be called on PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. So, if you buy a copy of NBA Two K on current gen, it will not go over to next gen, which Good. makes their second announcement make a bit more sense. Um, the next gen version of the game is ten dollars more. It will be seventy dollars um, hmm. at launch. So, yep. a lot of people ran with this and were like, "It's it's finally happening. Games are getting more expensive." Um, I don't know if one game is exactly the set, you know, the trend uh, yet. Yeah. Whether whether it will be across the board, um, and we have seen this at console launches before, where games that come to the consoles at launch are sometimes priced a bit higher um they they're priced higher under the guise of this is a deluxe edition whatever but really it's just an increase <laughs> and then it goes back to yeah. the standard price yeah although like um, look I, I i don't i don't particularly want games to get more expensive but we need to remember that games have cost triple a games have cost 60 dollars for since 2005 now. 2005 so, what wasn't it haven't that always been $60 no, cheaper before before, before no. then they were more expensive. Oh, okay. Sorry, no, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird how games have sort of been on the same or become cheaper. Yeah, it's like yeah, because like in in the early 2000s it, or like 1990s it wasn't yeah, it was more out of the question right? to pay like a hundred dollars for a for exactly. a Nintendo game. Yeah, and Which, then it was like, around 2005 where it standardized at like 60. But just imagine paying a hundred dollars in like the early nineties. That, that was a lot of money. Then. That was a lot of yeah. cash money. And then people out here bitching today, like, no, the consoles can't cost five hundred, six hundred dollars. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool, I mean, cool, games, cool. games. <laughs> if you if you plug if you just plug sixty dollars into an inflation calculator, games it's, should be around eighty dollars mm. nowadays. It should be. Um, and you take you know you take into account the the astronomical increases in uh, game development costs, mm-hmm. which which is a bit self-imposed because it's this weird, like, tug-of-war. Like, game players want games to be better. They want to make the, you know, the the sort of production that is expected of a AAA game nowadays is just so high, mm-hmm. and that costs money. Um, and it's, it's something that developers push themselves to do just to make them look better and better. So... The fact that we've stayed on sixty dollars while budgets have like quadrupled in the same time, it something's gotta give eventually, you know. Either either we get used to lower budget AAA titles or the cost of them goes up. One of the two. I mean, how much do you think it costs to make The Last of Us Two? Oh my god, I don't even want to know. I mean that that must have cost a fair fair bit He's, of Mula. You are must be <laughs> over over a hundred, two hundred million probably. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah. And they'll recoup it, but it's a lot of money, and it's, it's a lot yeah. of risk with money like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the standard. Everyone seems to think that's going to be the new standard, and 
you know, it's, yeah, it's a price increase, but it's been coming. I just know that from a local perspective, games are going to get super expensive oh very gosh. quickly. It's already it's happening. A- There's already pre-orders up for games coming out later this year that are like 1,300 rand. So <sighs> that is that is a very difficult pill to swallow. Yeah, Holy it's tough. Heck. Like I, I get it from a consumer perspective. Like I would struggle uh, mm. to to convince myself to to buy that. Even a thousand a thousand at launch is is tough for me to swallow. Well, um, I mean, there's a reason before we started getting review games. When we started the podcast, I mean, we got given a lot of shit because all I spoke about was old games. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. receiving review games. I was only buying stuff. That was nice and affordable. Yeah, we um, were not getting review code for yeah. a good like six, seven months when we started. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I understand like I I still buy games when I can, but like I bought Doom Eternal on the Steam sale this week because I'm just like, I can't I, I can't justify 900 Rand at launch and I waited yeah. for it to go on sale. Like, I feel like more and more people are doing that. So, yeah, 1,400 Rand. I think the price I saw that for was for like Crash Bandicoot which is like obscene. <laughs> wow. How big of a fan are you? Hmm? Yeah, gonna, Jesus. It's really, it's really testing my, my fandom. If you don't there. buy it day one, you're not a real fan. I think we can yeah. just throw your fandom in the bin. Wow. <laughs> just like that. You're making this really hard. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't, don't waste your money. Not, no, don't waste your money. Don't spend so much cash. Don't spend so much. Um, sure. Ubisoft revealed a new... Battle Royale called Hyperscape. I keep thinking it's Hyperspace, but it's Hyperscape. It's Hyperscape. They looked yeah. at the the ecosystem of gaming and they thought, you know what this, what gaming could use more of? More Battle Royale. More Royals. Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean I mean I've been struggling. I I just have so little choice with Battle Royales. This yeah, I mean you, what do you have? You only have the likes of like PUBG and Apex and Warzone and all the, I mean, it's, it's you like slim pickings. Like yeah, really, very, very slim It's pickings, like small yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, so Hyperscape, new Battle Royale. Mm. I'm going to go out and say that it does look really cool. <laughs> I it mean, does. It as does. much naysaying as I'm giving Ubisoft, it looks really cool. And I do think, what I do like with all the Battle Royales that have come, um, they, they tend to see what didn't work in the previous Battle Royales and they improve on it. Mm. And they bring new ideas. So I'm curious to see how this one plays out now. Like, because we've had, they've like iterated over many battle royals now. Like, the good example is um, when Apex came out, it like completely streamlined the looting thing. Like, you pick up stuff that's on your weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I, no, is it Apex? I'm not wrong, right? Yeah. No, a- Apex, Apex, Apex yeah, your, your sights and everything on there, you yeah. only put on like a an enhancement, like one one enhancement. Yeah. But, but it auto equips them. Stuff but like it, it like yeah. streamlined that. So that, that's mm. the sort of optimization I'm talking about. And then uh, Warzone, for example, one thing it's done, it's like people people play Battle Rails, they die, and then they, they're kind of done with the game. So they're like, mm. I'll solve that as the gulag. We'll give you a second shot to getting back into the game. You know, maybe mm-hmm. make that a bit more fair. So they're always bringing new ideas based on what's seen before. So I do want to see what Hyperscape brings to the table in that regard. So I was watching a few streams of it, um, and it seems like it's got some really cool ideas. Uh, from what I can tell, it's more a arena shooter-focused take on Battle Royale. So like the play I was watching was... Um, was partial to the sniper and there's no like mm-hmm. bullet drop or anything like that. It's like, it's mm. almost like a rail gun. Yeah. Um, 
and you you pick up weapons around the map they are static weapons you don't put on attachments and whatever and the way you level up weapons is by finding duplicates so mm. if you have a sniper and then you find another sniper you pick up that sniper and now your sniper is level two type of mm. thing um so, but I even, think even even that's an interesting optimization exactly yeah so yeah. It, it, it keeps so it's not like okay cool i found the weapons i wanted in the first five minutes you still have to keep hunting for mm. them to get better ones yeah um I think the thing so you've also got like hero powers you can your your powers are found in the map so it's not character specific so uh, okay uh there's one where it's like go invisible or armor up or leap into the air or heal stuff like that yeah. um the thing that i think is most interesting is the respawn and death mechanics so when you die you become like a ghost uh, that can run around the map. So you other players can't see you, you can't interact with them, but you can spot them for teammates. Mm -hmm. Like you can run okay. around the area and spot them for teammates. And the way you respawn is you have to find a a uh, dead body. So it can be the one that <laughs> where you died, the spot where you died. But say if you die and then the area goes you know, dark because of the, mm. the circle or whatever, your teammate has to kill someone and then you have to go onto their body and that's how they revive you. Okay. Um, that's so it's cool. quite interesting. It's a it's mm. quite an interesting mechanic that I think is is clever. It's another spin on that sort of thing. Mm. It's also interesting that so many battle royales now are going for teams of three. I know Apex does it. Um, Hyperscape is a three three player thing. Um, I think it's just a, a balancing thing. Three seems to be the sweet spot. Yeah, like, I, I, wherever, I think wherever three hero is abilities sweet, yeah. and things are concerned, it seems to be. Yeah. Because I think four feels a bit too crowded and then two yeah. feels like too little. So Yeah. Yeah. But it looks so cool. Is, it's only in the technical test. I don't know. Um, Ubisoft's hosting their thing, their stream, I think on the 14th of July. So I'm pretty sure we'll hear more about it mm. then. Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft Forward, yeah. That's what it is. Um, okay. Some quick things here. We've got... Amazon is making a Fallout TV show with the creators of Westworld behind it. So, cool, cool, cool. Please stand by. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what's weird it's to me is like one. Fallout's story isn't really the stories, it's more the setting. Like, yeah. the setting is cool. So, yeah. I'm curious to see what sort of story they do within that setting. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like. Fallout is a hundred percent. Well, it's like what what would happen if the nukes did drop? Whatever, mm. you know how how do people survive in this world? And you do in all the games, you do meet interesting characters and groups and this and that. Um, and you know it's almost like the as fun as the combat can be with the VAT system, like that's almost become secondary to the setting mm -hmm. in some ways. So yeah, like when they announced the show, I was like, that's weird. But I'm like, yeah, but it could be really interesting. Like, it could be, yeah. yeah. And I think having the creators of Westworld behind it is clever because they, I think they kind of get how the setting is a character because the first mm. Westworld, um, I, you know, which is my favorite season, is just like it was so cool because it was this weird, strange setting um, and that itself was like a vessel for everything else. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. There's no release date or anything they were just kind of like hey we are doing this so yeah yep, yep, um yep. the xbox series x first party showcase is apparently happening on july 23rd and just before you know that happens microsoft uh q3 
curiously renewed the Fable trademark. Now, this oh, doesn't really? <laughs> this doesn't usually mean anything because it's like, of course, they would renew it because they don't want any, they don't want it falling into you know fair use or you know. Yeah. But they renewed it with a clause that says intent to use. So that means mm. they have they're on a countdown. They have three years to produce something that makes use of that trademark, and it could mm. be could be something as small as a, a mobile game or merchandise or whatever but like we've been hearing since 2008 that playground games is working on an rpg mm. and that it's probably fable so it just seems all very coincidental um yeah given the timing so i definitely think we're gonna see a fable at the first party showcase this month mm. which is cool because i really it's like cool. fable one and fable I two and three were fine like, i have not played a fable but I think cool. uh, I think yeah, F- Fable One. I remember. Uh, I mean, you know, my friend Quinton. He mm. he like loved that game. Swore mm. by it. Played it a lot. I love um, the first Fable. I just I've, I just never yeah. played it. It's really really fun. I, f- I feel like two and three simplified the RPG elements way too much, and that's why mm. I didn't vibe with them. But the first one is like a very whimsical sort of RPG, but it's like really fun. Um, really cool combat. Yeah. Just a really cool game. Um. Uh, okay. Resident Evil Village isn't called Resident Evil 8. That's it. That's <laughs> but it. Why? People but have gotten really mad at me on Twitter about this just because I wrote why? the news story. I'm what like, did you write? That <laughs> like the headline, the headline <laughs> oh, is Resident Evil Village isn't Resident Evil 8. Capcom insists. And they're like, but it is. I'm like, Look, it, oh, this oh, is, oh, I mean, this yes, is it's the eighth installment, <laughs> but... This is literally what Capcom is telling me. Like, don't fucking come at me with your shit. Like, I didn't name this game. I'm just that, reporting. That is, that is 100% the same as The Last of Us 2 voice actress getting shit on for playing the character. Like, you just, you're just passing on the message. Like, I'm passing know, on the message that Capcom doesn't want to... I didn't make the news. They're like, oh, the, the eight Roman numerals in the trailer. I'm like, I know. I yes. watched the trailer. But Capcom is saying it's, it's Resident Evil Village. Not, it's a clever little tip eight. of the cap saying like, we know it's number eight, but it's not number eight. Yeah. They're like, like, so cool. the quote from a, a, an interview from, with Famitsu is literally like, um, they hope that players abbreviate the game with village and not RE8. So they even want the abbreviation to not feature the, 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 the number eight. Like the official title has no number in it. It's just Resident Evil Village. Okay. But people must just, just people must calm the it. fuck down. <laughs> No, people must throw their toys. It's it's a it's a hill worth dying on. Okay. <laughs> um, so Resident Evil Village is going to be a direct sequel to Resident Evil Seven, but it's also mm-hmm. going to act as the conclusion to that story. So Ethan Winter's story. Ethan. So oh, I, cool. I quite. I mean, we've only really seen Ethan for one game. Mm. So that that dude seems like he just stumbled on. Like he 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 was having a good time. He had he was married. He was happy. Then his wife and then went missing, and now happened. everything just sh- like. Then he fucking made friends with the wrong Redfield and not, yeah, shame. Put yeah. Poor guy, man. Poor guy. Um, what other what news else? is there? Cross, <laughs> this I love. Oh, I, yes. I love and hate this. Crisis, so Crisis Remastered is coming. Okay. It was, mm. I don't know if it was leaked or announced, but I know that it was it meant to be out soon. Well, the, the, tra- the, the trailer. So they had announced that they were going to show the, the first gameplay trailer this week and then it leaked like two days leaked, before. Okay. So yeah. it leaked. <laughs> but then what happened is that people thought that the trailer the quality of the trailer looked kind of bad 
Mm. So Crisis Remastered has been delayed due to people hating on the leaked trailer. <laughs> Basically, they, they announced Which this an like, hour before the trailer was meant to go live. They were like, this is a, we, hear, yeah. we hear our fans and we are delaying the game so that it can be the what was the quote the console and pc breaking experience you expect you expect yeah okay okay. um yeah because i i saw the trailer i was like yeah that looks like crisis but it doesn't really look that different like it doesn't look yeah you know it doesn't look like markedly better or worse than what it did so So i'm like okay cool whatever if it runs better, I'm happy. But some people are like, mm. fuck this. doesn't look it as good as it could. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't care either way because yeah. I've played Crisis and it's fine. So I, I enjoyed Crisis, but I'm like, I enjoyed it's it. not, it's again, not a hill worth me dying on. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Like, <laughs> again, it's something I buy and play an hour of and be like, yeah, that's prettier. And then just This like, week's trend is that gamers get mad over everything. Okay? Yeah. People just throw their shits. Um... um Oh, this, this was a, a weird thing. Uh, yeah. Amazon's Crucible released that, backwards. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so we played this a few weeks ago. I reviewed it for GameSpot. Um, Crucible's like a sort of like shooter MOBA from Amazon. And it mm-hmm. uh, seems it was, it was received so badly that they're putting it back into closed beta while they fix it, which is the first That's time like- in my life that I've seen a game go from release back into closed beta i think was it jason try i think he said it's the first time in like history that's ever happened i don't know it's if that's true bizarre. it's really it's, fucking bizarre it's a very weird thing we literally it's, had to yeah. put an amendment on my review being like this game was out it's not <laughs> anymore you can't actually play it but uh it was out and we reviewed it when it was out so mm-hmm. really bizarre um yes yes his tweet so he says amazon's new game crucible flopped so badly that they're unreleasing it question mark i've never seen anything like this before it's going from release game to closed bait <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> shit that's it's yeah. wild like i i do hope that that gives them the time to make it better because i do think there's potential there but i think, I think yeah, the, 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 yeah the, there's potential there for sure but just in execution you and i both felt like mm, there's, lacking. yeah it yeah, lacks a lot so it will need to yeah, be we'll something see. really special um like when it re-releases to, to like, I think make a mark again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do wonder. I'm like, at what point do you say the game flops and you just move on? Mm, mm. Or do do they have like a roadmap or an approach? Like, listen, okay, we know this is a problem. How about we address it with X, Y, Z? Because like, mm. I don't know. Like, is it gonna? Not every game has to do this, but is it gonna set the world on fire? Like yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a difficult genre to to be in. Like it's trying something different, but shit, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's weird. Amazon is continually keeps swinging and missing with their game ventures. So I don't know. Yep. Weird. Who knows? I think that's news. I think that's news. That's news. A lot of questions to get If through. you want to send us one of those many questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet or Instagram DM us at any point uh, at checkpointchat on both Twitter don't and Instagram. Even, send don't us even TikToks. TikTok us. <laughs> Why are you send like this? 
Okay, so we had a question. One day we're going to get this fucking fire TikTok, and you're going to be glad we, that I push people towards yeah, it. Um, I should actually just get Checkpoint Chat sorted out, and we've got to look at it like, whoa, we've really got 300,000 followers. How did that happen? Uh, wow, we've got, what's going we've on got a million messages of people wow. sending us TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a, a question earlier this week from MJ Khan. He says, rate the Arkham games from best to worst. And, okay, that's question one. I feel like we've answered this before. Mm. Because... My, I remember saying I haven't finished all the Batman games. I've only played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've touched Origins, but I've not played Arkham Knight. So I'm, le- mm-hmm. I'm leaving this all on you to rate the Arkham games from best to worst. Which is the best one? I think they're all good. Like there <gasps> is no bad game in this list. But if I had to rank them, I'd go first Arkham Asylum, then Arkham Knight then Arkham Origins, then Arkham City. Oh, wow. Arkham City is the one you you rate the lowest of all of them. But again, like Arkham City is like an incredible game. It's just like... Yeah, because... I like Arkham Origins' story a bit better. Arkham Knight is just like a perfect sort of realization of being a Batman simulator. Mm. And I think Arkham Asylum's setting hasn't been surpassed uh, Yeah, yet. so I've only played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. but what, So I loved both, but... I think Arkham City just stands a little bit above me purely because it was an open world Batman game. Yeah, that that that, that, that transition to really open world good. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, like really, really cool. I, I remember just going through that city and just doing as many Riddler things as I could do, mm-hmm. looking up Easter eggs online because, I mean, Arkham Asylum teased the next game by having a destructible wall in a random spot that showed like a model of Arkham mm-hmm. City. And I was like, huh, these developers leave cool Easter eggs. So I looked up a lot of shit. And again, in Arkham City, there were tons of cool little nods and Easter eggs. Because I like, I, I know I'm probably the, the average Batman viewer where I know Batman's story. I know most of the villains, whatever. But there are so many that I don't know. And just reading up on them and finding shit was just fascinating. That's the so thing I, I appreciate that. about those games as well. Is like the Riddler trophies often unlock character bios. And mm. it's just like really cool reading about batman law that i had no idea about so yeah i learned about calendar man what can i yeah, say yeah <laughs> weird yeah calendar man and ventriloquist which was also strange <laughs> and the shark so that, guy the shark guy okay that yeah. is that that was one question uh mj Khan's next question is which licensed which licensed cars should appear on rocket league Ooh, huh. that's an interesting one because so just There's so a you couple guys know, already there, yeah. Yeah, so for example, the DeLorean is a vehicle in Rocket League. Uh, and actually on Batman, I think the Batmobile, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, is I a think vehicle it, I think it's... Oh, League. hi, hi, Lupin. Um, what? what are you doing? I think uh, the <laughs> the Joel Schumacher Batmobile is there from mm. back in the day, which is pretty cool. Um, it's what class would I like to see hmm. there? Um, it ought to be pretty cool is the... Um, uh, I'm gonna get the name so wrong, but the vehicle from Ghostbusters. Okay. Oh, the I think it is in there. The Echo One. It, is it in there? No way. Th- okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It. Now, 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 now that you mentioned it, I seem to recall an event, Echo. a Ghostbusters event, where they added the Echo. One. I think it's Echo One. Yeah. It's kind of hard to type when Lupin's sitting right next to me here. Why do you like this, Lupin? For uh, I don't think it is. Let me just. Is see it not? Here. Maybe. Ghost I might be Busters, wrong. I might be remembering Rocket something. League. No, no, you're right. There it is. Exo One Battle Car DLC. Oh, okay, it's so it is there. One. Okay. My bad. So maybe that's why I had it in the back of my mind. I was like, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, it exists. 
Um, I think one that also exists, which is called the Night Rider car. It's in there. Sure, that's actually, I'd never thought that Rocket League is the perfect platform to just introduce these iconic vehicles. Mm. Like what else could we put in that? I game? should get Mr. T's van from the A-Team. Mr. <laughs> That'd be pretty the hit, cool. The hitbox on that thing will be so big. Exactly. And then, and then every time you score, it just says, instead of what a fool. goal, it just says pity the fool. <laughs> pity the fool. Exactly. Um, what's another one? Um, I think of what other good vehicles. A are Hummer, there. that'd be cool. Oh my word! Hitbox, a hitbox on that would be. We now we're just going for big hitbox. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, um, you know what you should put in? Put put that Tesla, the box one. That'd oh, be like the, the Cybertruck crossover. Yeah. Hell yes! Hell yes! Now <laughs> put, we put now we're getting in. somewhere. Yeah. Cybertruck. A Formula One car would be cool. I think. I think just the shape lends itself to. Yeah. I want I want like a toy version of a Formula One car in there. Um, from Vroom. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair, fair offering of answers on that. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and then if you're from Benoni, of course, you want the Golf GTI in there. So, yeah. Where the heck is my phone? I need to go get my phone. I thought you were um, looking for your cat. I was like, your cat's right there. He's right. I did this last I ju- time. I just I see. It's funny. I just see his ears. Well, he's, I cannot tell you. He's sitting right next to me, just staring like. Yeah, I just see his I, ears and he's like, okay. um, please give me attention. Please, please give me love. Yeah, he is. He's like, can I just sleep on your lap? Okay, let's start with all <laughs> the the email questions. I know we had two on Instagram, but we'll get to that. So okay. we have nine questions from Megs, who Sup. coincidentally, I actually heard for the first time this week because we played Counter-Strike together. Take oh, that. cool. I okay. met Megs before you. <laughs> wow. Okay, so question one from Megs. Is he good he says, at Counter-Strike? Did he? Is he good at Counter-Strike? No, he's new to the game. So he's still, oh, okay. still learning the game. So he's like me. He's terrible. He's like you. No, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's overwhelming. There's a lot to take in. I well, a- a- actually, actually, I'm worse because I've played Counter-Strike for many hours and I'm still bad. Still bad. So, damn. Yeah. Okay. Question run from Megs. He says, during the start of The Last of Us Part 2, Alessandra mentioned the games were supplied by Gamefinity. Who are Gamefinity and what happened to Stir Kenicor? Did Stir uh, Kenicor leave the Sony roulette table, cash out and leave the console casino? No, Gamefinity, Gamefinity is a subsidiary of Stir Kenicor. I think, I don't know why it changed names or whatever, but basically Stir Kenicor's game stuff is run under Gamefinity and they still operate out of Stir Kenicor's offices. So maybe it was just a diversification sort of maybe, thing. Yeah. But it's the same company, same people. Same awesome people there. So, yeah. Uh, question Some two. What's inside business man? news there. What? Some inside business news there. Some in- oh, my. Uh, what does mint condition mean? Why use the word mint to describe the excellent condition of an item when the plant or a product that contains mint is not involved or offered? <laughs> that is... I definitely would like a, a great very good question that came with a box of peppermint crisp slabs. That's a good... Qu- uh, I've never thought of that. Uh, I... Could Let be wrong, Google but that. it might lean into the fact that uh, mint is associated with fresh. Look, I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing here. Mint condition meaning. I think it might have to do with making coins, you know, like minting a coin. I uh, minted, yeah. Okay, that makes far more sense. <laughs> um, in mint condition is an expression used to denote the quality of pre-earned good as just... Uh, where does it come from? 
and condition. Entry. I'm just getting examples. Like I know what it means. Uh, I've, I've asked Lance Goods to get my phone in the meantime because <laughs> she's like, where is it? I'm like, I have no idea. Originally, the phrase related to the way collectors described the condition of coins. As the name given to a coin factory is a mint, then mint condition is the condition a coin is in when it leaves the mint. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so just throw my mint condition would be like it it came out it came out from the mint. So the coin is like brand new or looking good. So yeah, that makes right, sense. Okay, so the question. So I was distracted because Lens handed me my phone. I see I have messages. Asking what I want to eat. <laughs> oh, you getting Franco's? No, not not Franco's. You're getting some some toasted, toasted Samis for for Ooh. for brunch. Ooh. Question three: Why do people scream, shriek, Figaro gasp, Barbosa moan, curse when the lights, electricity f- fail in a public space? I can understand children doing this, but why do the adults do this? <laughs> I think it- <laughs> the opening of that question confused the hell out of me. <laughs> I think it's just like a. It's almost like a collective sigh of resignation. You're just like, oh, you know, type of thing. No, but I, I've, I'm, I'm with mix. I've heard people go like, <gasps> oh, like, like actually be surprised. Like power failures are not an uncommon occurrence in South Africa. Like maybe Especially, in a mall yeah, yeah. because like generators, oh, get, whatever, it gets but, so dark as well so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. It is a bit scary. <laughs> You know what I don't but, like is when you're at a restaurant and like a waiter drops a glass and everyone goes, hey, and claps like, fuck off. Like what? You're what just making you fun of this person. <laughs> I've been in restaurants that. where like a glass will break and people just clap. Like, what the? Who? What's wrong with you? Get out have, of here. Has this always happened in a Greek restaurant? <laughs> okay, no, no. That's where it's purposefully done. <laughs> that's where they throw the plates at each other. Yeah. In, a, in some 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 Greek restaurants around the the, the whole globe. There are waiters dropping glasses and people celebrate like, hey, Epa. Oppa. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've yeah. this like seared memory of like being at a Greek restaurant as a kid and not understanding why everyone was throwing plates on the floor. It was a very confusing <laughs> thing to me. That, look, look, it doesn't matter what culture you look at. There are many things that happen where if you sit and you, you break them down, like, why do people do that? Yeah. Why Why okay. are we doing this? Like, Why are we breaking plates and all these other it's things? It's very strange. It's like at a Jewish wedding, they stand on a glass. Yeah. Why, why are we stopping? Why? Like, I, I, there's, I know there's, there's a reason, but yeah. But I mean, it's like when, when Lenska and I got married, she did a lot of research into the actual meanings of why things happen. Mm. And it, like you think throwing the bouquet or doing rows, whatever, is just like it's a fun thing. Like, no, it's it's rooted in something. Mm. Um, Like throwing the, I could be pushing this, but throwing the, garter comes from the tradition of throwing a piece of the bride's wedding dress yes it is something to do with if you no, i'm not even gonna go to it i think i'm gonna butcher it but it's See, i should remember old, this because i was meant to introduce wait, it let, let, me, let me summon the the professional she'll explain it <laughs> come talking to the microphone so it used to you have to be closer so. <laughs> it used to be seen as good luck to steal a piece of the bride's wedding dress so um, guests used to like completely trash the bride's dress, trying to like tear off pieces of it. Oh God! So that's why. Um, so what used to happen is that they would keep a piece of fabric of the bride's dress, and they would throw that, and then that later turned into the throwing of the garter. Oh, just so they didn't trash the bride's dress. Now tell us about bridesmaids. <laughs> the dark <laughs> history of that one. So bridesmaids were. Um, 
Oh, so there were two. There was two reasons. So, um, there, it was thought that like evil spirits would try get to the bride. So all the what? bridesmaids would also wear wedding dresses to confuse the evil spirits. And the second reason was that like way back when, if you um, so once you had consummated the marriage, that was actually um, when you were married. So often brides would be stolen and raped, um, and then money would the um, oh, whatever it's called, the Family, no. yeah the money would have to be given to the groom's family, oh. <laughs> but it's not really the groom. So it was like a way to get money. So like so holding that's them hostage. Why you had bridesmaids would <laughs> so. be to confuse. Um, the public on who the bride was. Jesus. I don't know if I explained it. And there's, and there's your dark history marriage of uh, some, is, of, uh, some of our marriage wedding is traditions. Dark. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you think you think bridesmaids are cute and throwing the gods is hilarious? God. Yeah, that, that's the, the history of <laughs> I think I was meant to remember the gods story, but at that point in your wedding, I was, I was you gone. You were lit on, on whiskey. So I was <laughs> lit. It was, so it was actually funny because at the wedding, I think you were mentioning the next is like, actually, I'll just explain it. Yeah, I started <laughs> explaining it and my brain just stopped. My brain just like, <laughs> says, it was late. It was like near the end of the wedding and my brain was just like, you know, that like little monkey with the symbol, he just stopped clamming those things in his head. Like She, she said she realizes that is, a, that is the first time she realized the whole evening that you were actually very drunk. The The... <laughs> That is legitimately the last thing I remember about that evening. I do wow. not recall getting home. I do not recall oh, wow. getting into my bed. Um, I got super lit on whiskey. Got, yeah, after work, after my, my, after my doing, obligations were done. Yes, you did an I excellent MC'd, job. And then, then I you let go. Well. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah then, I, then I let go. When, when your wedding plan was like, cool, we're done. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. woo, party time. <laughs> and then Lenz was like, oh, you needed to still do this. I was like, oh no. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> question four. That, that ship has sailed. What are your guys' thoughts on microwaves you prefer to use? Do you use what? the modern microwaves? Microwaves. Do you use oh. the modern but considered fairly old now types that have several buttons to input the time, etc., or the old type that only has one button to open the door and two knobs to select the type of function to perform hot defrost, etc., and the duration of that function? Can I what hang on. What would you like your next microwave to be able to do or look like? Would you go for a radical design such as a Lamborghini contact door type in a bull red fury color? Oh shit, that would oh be cool. Oh my gosh, this is a long question. Or a new function such as press the AI button and the microwave determines what item you place inside and either rejects because drunken Alessandro put in a mental object wow. into the microwave again or heats up the Franco's cold lasagna that Matthew put in. Mm. I would <laughs> like an AI microwave. That sounds really cool. And one with like a, a reverse oven door. You know, like how the oven door, like you pull it uh, down yeah. and you pull yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Scissor door or whatever. Well, see, we, we have access to both. Okay, so in, in our cottage, we have a modern microwave, which has, um, it's a small one because we live in a cottage and space is limited. It's got buttons, like the you can put in the time, you can choose what you're defrosting, whatever. No one ever uses that. Okay, that is a lie. People exactly. People only, only ever use the time. Yes. Okay? Okay, I if you agree. Go, if you go into Lenska's parents' house, though, they have an old microwave that has the knobs that Megs is speaking of. Mm. And again, it's literally like you just turn the timer and you don't ever change the other setting because no one 
uses a defrost or anything. And that is a fact, and don't at me. I've never, like, I have a microwave with all these fucking buttons that I've never pressed in my life. Mm. Like, all I do is put something in and just press start, so it does 30 seconds, and then I just press start mm. again to uh, keep adding 30 seconds. That's all I do. That's the it's... only button I press <laughs> on my microwave. Actually, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I don't even put the time in anymore either. I literally just push the button and do 30-second increments. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That, that's just, all I do. Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. The, the future of microwaves, okay? One button. Yeah, you cut it, costs. We don't need these fancy features. Just one. It should two, be may, one maybe button. Maybe two, okay? One to put it on and one to open the door. Literally, that's it. It's ridiculous okay. that we have this like, here's the setting for chicken. Here's for fish. Here's for the... <laughs> who the fuck uses that? No one uses it. Tell you. No, no If you use it. that, tell me. I want to know how I'm meant to be using this incredibly amazing piece of tech in my kitchen because really I just use one button. That's literally one button. Yeah. Question five. Do you guys still have paper encyclopedias? I currently have three hmm. at home. Britannica, Funk and Wagnalls. Funk Whoa, and Wagnalls. I, I do not know those other two. I do not know those other two. I can tell you that for before my mom sold the house, we had a full encyclopedia set. That's cool. From, I think the year was 94. Okay, Damn. Which is, it's, it's a long time ago, but let me tell you, that set was invaluable um, before the internet. It, it, that helped me and my brother and sister through many a school project because it didn't matter what you looked up, that encyclopedia, that it set had it. Had it. Yeah. Even if it either had a whole lot of pages on a subject or even a paragraph, which is enough back then. Mm. You couldn't just Google shit. We used to go to the, the wall of knowledge <laughs> that had encyclopedias. <laughs> the tomes uh, of knowledge. And The tomes of knowledge. And for those of you who might not know, it, it is literally like every letter of the alphabet had a book. Yes. And you you just look and up it, something. Every, every letter was like, the book was big. Like, the book was thick. Yeah, we had a whole shelf. Like one whole row was just encyclopedias. I don't think and, I ever owned the encyclopedias, but the library at the school I went to had them and we used it, yeah. them a lot for that. Yeah. I mean, and my mom hung on to those until the house was sold to last year. Yeah, beginning of last year. I don't think she sold them. She might have donated them because like, okay. who's going to buy? Yeah. Like unless you're a hardcore collector. Updated, not gonna, yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, that that's it's just like a a sort of cool like thing to remember, like part of your childhood that is completely mm. redundant now. Like, yeah, kids of not even kids of today, kids of like born in the year two thousand will not fucking understand mm. that shit. No, um, I mean towards the end of high school, like that, I had internet access. I yeah, could look up exactly. Stuff. Um, I do remember it, in school using not. Not internet access, but digital versions of encyclopedias, yes, so like yeah. Encarta or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Encarta was a big thing. But in primary school, like I remember doing many projects um, and like digging through the encyclopedias to find out more. I do remember, I think I was in like grade six or seven at the time when Wikipedia launched and it was just like this sure this like flashpoint where like even teachers didn't really know what the fuck to do mm. because like people were just handing in projects that were straight up wikipedia articles <laughs> and it was like what the hell yeah what is this yeah i, I still like I, I get why it's not academically accepted but i still find it wild that um if you hand in a project at varsity like you, your source cannot be wikipedia Mm. Like I, I acknowledge it, but I'm like, but Wikipedia is mostly accurate anyway. <laughs> it's just because it can be edited it by can anyone. Be edited, yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, question six: Have you guys tried out or regularly use Marmite and or Bovril and or Vegemite? Gross. I dislike them gross. all. Yeah, I dislike I them all. I think they're all gross. As a kid, I think I used to enjoy Marmite, yeah. but like 
I have memories from nursery school eating Marmite. And I, even then I was like, it's, it's edible. Not my favorite. I've never and liked it. I've, I've never eaten it by choice ever again. <laughs> the only time I've, I've found Vegemite acceptable, someone used it when we were in camping. They used it when cooking like pasta to give it a bit of taste, which was mm. fine. That was okay. But like any of that shit on bread, I've never, I've always just been like, this don't, is disgusting. Don't put Vegemite on pasta. Put something better like pesto. It's just yeah. it's simple. You know, I mean, we simple. were camping. So. Or feta. You didn't carry a bottle feta, of feta with you? Feta on pasta. Yeah, you break, you break it up. It's so nice. So what, you just have like fresh pasta and feta? Oh, no, 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 not just feta. You, it's, it supplements, whatever. So if you have like oh. a pesto, pesto oh, okay, pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can... I just thought you meant like <laughs> fresh pasta, olive oil and feta. I'm like, that's weird. I mean, that could work. It could, could work, work, but it would be a bit difficult <laughs> to eat, I think. <laughs> Good Lord. Question seven. Do you think it's worth it to buy a four? Slash 8K TV with HDMI 2.1 compatible ports to get the 120 hertz refresh rate on the PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X when you have an older 4K TV data 2019 or older. Hmm. This is a question I'm grappling with at the moment. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know. So for those of you who don't know, uh, newer TVs, there are already TVs out there. Um, I know the higher end LG OLEDs supported already, but... HDMI 2.1 is a new HDMI standard, which basically means it will accept signals from HDMI devices that are able to transmit a lot more information with the new bandwidth. So uh, 4K at 120 frames per second, so 4K uh, over HDMI, because right now you can only do that with DisplayPort uh, because of technical limitations. Um, limitations. Uh, and also the the big thing that's added with 2.1 is a variable refresh rate support over HDMI. So if you've ever owned a FreeSync or G-Sync monitor nowadays, you'll know that it only that functionality only works with DisplayPort. It does not work mm. over HDMI. So those are the two big things that are coming. And the fact that the new console supported is a big thing. Um, but obviously you need a TV that supports it. So I don't know. I think... I think just like 4K, it will become a common thing, like all mm. new TVs, because it's just a new standard. It's not like, I mean, the panel will need to support it as well, but like it will just become a thing eventually. And it's now in the high-end models of TVs and it will just become commonplace. And that's why I think the consoles that are marketing it as marquee features, like, yeah, it's cool to say this console is going to do 120 frames per second or... 4k 60 it's like the very 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 small minority of people actually have hardware that will support that you know hmm. um it's the same as like being like oh pc games run at 4k it's like steam surveys show that not even 10 percent of players play at 4k okay, yeah. so who the fuck cares um who cares man and this was my argument about the xbox lockout rumors that were going around last week and this week like people were like why would anyone buy a new a next gen console that doesn't do 4k it's like because <laughs> not everyone has a 4k tv like i, I don't have a 4k tv so why pay that premium if it's going to be a five six hundred dollar console why pay that for something that you cannot right now support like I think the choice, giving players the choice is, is a great option. So And and besides we're in that, that phase now where like when HD was a thing, it was a transition period. We maybe mm. in the same point now where four K is not just 
the standard. It might be. It's not yet. Yeah. But it's it's definitely not at this stage. It's still transitioning. Um, So, yeah. I mean, you've got to think back to when the Xbox 360 launched, it launched without an HDMI port. (laughs) Exactly. Like, the PS3 launched with an HDMI port, and it was only iterations afterwards i think the the slim xbox 360 had an hdmi port like Mm. that just shows you how and that wasn't that long ago that Mm -mm. hdmi wasn't even a standard so i think if you have the money go for it because the tvs that currently support 2.1 are like phenomenal tvs but like Mm. i don't think you need it yet yet yeah save your money makes wait just wait Okay, question eight, second last one. Alessandro, two weeks ago, I encountered my very first Dolby Vision title on the PC. Need for Speed Heat, aka Need for Speed 22. That's pretty accurate. Either EA does not know how to use it or it's a software issue, but in-game cutscenes don't seem to know how bright or how dark the scene should be. Imagine this. Plot exposition is being unfolded and the director is sending instructions to the illumination crew to increase the brightness of the lighting. Then issues instructions to dim the lighting a few seconds later. This is repeated several times. Oh God. Otherwise, gameplay, all is fine. That is hilarious. Uh, I need to see footage, Megs. <laughs> I've, imagine, I, I've never seen a Dolby Vision game before. Uh, but but imagine you're watching a movie and someone on set is just putting the lights on and off. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those ones, like the little chain. Tick tock, oh, tick damn tock. it, James. Stop it. <laughs> We're filming here. I know Dolby Vision's like the... Because you got... You've got multiple standards of HDR and Dolby Vision's like the top one. Like it's just yep. a lot more information encoded in the in the video data and stuff like that. But my TV doesn't support Dolby Vision; it only supports HDR10. Um, so I've never upgrade, s- man. never seen a Dolby Vision <laughs> game, but I've heard it is pretty. Or it is pretty, at least when pretty, done correctly. Pretty, pretty nice, eh? Okay, last question from Mix. He says, Alessandro, how goes your drone flying? Have your skills improved? God, I haven't flown that drone in ages. Um, Shani actually asked me, she's like, so you flew that thing for like three weeks and now you're over it. I'm like, leave me alone. Shut up, I'm an adult. I'm an (laughs) adult, I can buy what I want. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't flown it in a while, so I can't tell you. But um, that's mainly because I've been at home and I've shot video around home before, so I'm like not inspired. Can you use it to go spy on your neighbor's tiger? Mm-hmm. I have done tiger that. King. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're like, hey. I think that was like one of the first things I did. I'm like, I need to see how big this house to- is from an aerial view. I actually, yeah. So I, 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 that's, I saw that video. It's like you see you on your patio and then you mm. just fly up and you zoom out and it's just your neighbor's property and so still your neighbor's properties. properties and still your neighbor's property and it's still you are enclosed by your neighbor. Yep. It's ridiculous. Good Lord. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, we have two. We, we're nearly on two hours. Just. Let's fly through <gasps> these last two. We have two questions from Bester Bash, who, let me tell you, so Bester gave me a lot of shit for all the times I streamed Counter Strike. Okay. Guess mm. who played Counter Strike with us on Tuesday and Thursday? <gasps> Did mm. he join? Mm. Yeah, he's he's fallen down the rabbit hole. He's oh, playing Valorant no. and Counter Strike. Oh, no. Look, and he, uh, you know, I, I know him personally and I know when he gets hooked on a game, he commits to it. Like, oh, he, he loves it. Oh, good. Because mm. he was mm. committed to Pokemon before this and Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing. Now now yeah. he's, he's just replaced it with Valorant and Counter-Strike. Good Lord. So there we go. He, he asks, how exactly does one get good? Pff, this is 
Or you, because I'm not good at these games. Let, let me tell you best. So what, what you've done with Counter-Strike, okay, you, you're approaching it in the way that you've taken the time to... So here, here's a good example. Okay, Someone we play with asked him, like, have you have you seen this video from War Owl? Or like, have you watched War Owl videos? Who's like this prominent CS YouTuber who does like great tip videos and whatnot. Oh, okay. And best is like, yeah, I have. I watch War Owl. It's like, oh, okay, you, you're actually doing your homework. So... You're laying the foundation in the sense that you can walk onto a map and you know more or less like what the calls are, how mm-hmm. each weapon works. So you, the, the, the foundation is there. Now, to get good, you just have to put the time in. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That is it. you gotta, you got to play. You can team up, play solo, just get to know the maps, get to know the weapons even better. Got to learn those sight lines. Yeah, get, yeah, learn your corners and that's it. I think See, this, this is why I want to play Rainbow Six Siege, but I'm also like, I will oh not enjoy God. it unless I put a lot See, of time into it. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm very keen to play Rainbow Six, but I'm just like, whew, to just to get that foundation, you've got to watch some videos, play mm. some games, you got to suck for a lot, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's the only way. And I think, it, especially in Counter-Strike, it does help, even if you just play against bots or you sit in a lobby, just taking the time to get comfortable with the weapons, running mm. around the map, learning where the bomb sites are. Um, yeah, because diving into too competitive, like it's it's a difficult thing. You're going to get trashed and you're going to think like, shit, I'm bad at this game. And it's like, you're not bad at the game. You just don't understand the game. Mm. So It's a, it's, yeah. that, it's that hill you've got to climb and you've got to yeah. be patient, I guess. And not everyone I mean, it, like me has the patience for that shit. Yeah, and it's the same with any game. I mean, you you'll like... Let's take Dark Souls, for example, or Secure, mm. any of those games where you'll play to be like, this is an awful game because I just keep dying. Mm. But at one point, it just clicks because you've now figured out the basics and you know mm. how the game functions. And it's the same with any multiplayer game of like, obviously, it's going to be overwhelming when you don't know the map, you don't know where the bomb sites are. But when you, once you know everything, it becomes a thing of, now I'm just focusing on myself, getting my timings right, my skills, etc. Crouching that in is a how shoot. You, <laughs> what <laughs> crouching when I shoot? I know that's a crouching thing. Crouching when I shoot. Like, oh, it depends what weapon you're using. You mm. see, so I did like things. your clip this week of you tasering the guy and then stealing his weapon and then <laughs> killing like three people. That was that was some um, major league gaming. Amazing. <laughs> that was real good. That, that, killing someone with a taser is like goddamn impossible because you have to basically be holding their hand. So when I saw that, it was like, just don't turn around. Just <laughs> stay right there. <laughs> Oh, that, that's another thing I didn't mention with Hyperscape is it's got like some deep Twitch integration. Oh, yeah. So, so like viewers can change certain things in an ongoing match. So they oh, can cool. like, I, I, the one thing I saw a lot was chats has chosen low gravity. So for like 30 seconds, the gravity is lowered for all players oh, and stuff that's, like that. That's really cool. Yeah. I like stuff like so that. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, last question from Best. It says, playing Final Fantasy VII OG and I've enjoyed pairing Materia together. Any favorite combos for me to try? That's mm. again another question for you. I don't, I <laughs> can't remember. So Best, off the top of my head, I don't know what the Materias are called, but fire. you can, you, you can, <laughs> fire, for fire, for <laughs> Yeah. There are end game Materias in that game. I think one of them is called Mime, where... So the way the game works, if you master a materia, like if you fill up the experience bar and it, it duplicates, you get another one of it. So you can equip okay. it on different party members. Okay. I think it's I think it's mime, if I'm not mistaken, where what it does, it it repeats the exact move that happened before you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can re- I think you can pair mime with a like a double effect, so it costs it twice. 
Okay, so I know I'm getting into the weeds here, but there's a summon called Knights of the Round in Final Fantasy VII. Have you ever seen that before? You know what no. it is. Is it like it's King the, Arthur and the Knights of the Round it, Table? It, it leans into that. So it's a summon where, so you know the max damage in Final Fantasy is like quadruple nine. That's yes, the limit. Yeah. So what the summon does though is that it's, it's, I think it's like a dozen knights or warriors come in and do damage, but they all do like 3,000, 5,000, 6,000. So it's like They're all a lot of damage. Okay. What you do though is you get someone to cast that, but you can pair that with a double cast material, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll cast it twice. Oh, okay? damn. And then you can get your next person to cast Mime, which repeats the move before. So cast that another two times. And oh, you that's can rinse wild. and repeat like forever. So that's like when you get into the weeds of material pairings and what you can do, there's some incredibly like complicated stuff you can do and you can just break that game actually. Is- is Materia like the Pokemon for Final Fantasy? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You've got to catch I mean, them it's all. like you're, you're, you're combining types and moves and stuff. They're just types, not living yeah. things that you're enslaving. No, definitely not. You see, Final Fantasy VII, good game. You've got to play the remake because although the remake, the remake doesn't lean into pairings as much as the original, I don't oh. think. Like, you do get uh, pairings, obviously, but I feel like the original gives you some more flexibility but there are mm-hmm. reasons for that you should play the game You'll i should play it we'll maybe see. i'll play it after bloodborne mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. time good time mm-hmm. and that's all the questions <gasps> all of the damn questions thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions if you want to be like those cool cats you can email us checkpoint chat podcast at gmail.com you can message mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. at checkpoint chat on instagram and twitter and facebook tiktok and tiktok <laughs> send all us your places. send us your sick tiktoks Sick TikToks. Yeah. Yo, if we if we play this right, we can end the episode in under two hours. <gasps> if we play if we play our cards right, okay. got sixty seconds. Oh no! Although well, I, it's actually a forget, bit less because we yeah, started like three we minutes start in. Recording before and we speak some shit and only then we. <laughs> start yeah. The episode. It's always about like three three minutes in. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's been no, that's episode one hundred and six checkpoint chat. Mm-hmm, Had a lot mm-hmm. to talk about uh, next week. Like we said, we'll we'll probably mention it on social medias, but next week's episode will likely probably be delayed. delayed to hit that yeah. Ghost of Sushi trailer, uh, Sushima mm-hmm. embargo, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. as always, for listening and supporting. Yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see we'll you, s- see you next, next week. week. Yeah, delayed next week. Yeah. See you in Trackmania. Ooh, vroom, vroom. <laughs> Just kidding. No time. Got to fly. <laughs> Got games to play. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Goodbye.